got that motherfucking rock. Hit her with that beat, it was bigger than she thought. Got her eyes rolling on the pill, she can stop. She can only do 30 beat seconds up, of it, otherwise I'm gonna copyright it. Eat it up, baby, BD come with drip. Turn around, let me hit it from the back. Ah! Let me hit it from the back! Logan, how do you hit it from the back? Thumb in the butt? No thumb in the butt. Two thumbs in the butt. Two thumbs <laughs> in the butt! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Two Thumb Butt Logan Hansen on the fucking set. Your mom is a hoe. I didn't want that one, but hey, we're going with it. You're going to talk about my mom. Like That's the first thing you're going to say to me. That was your voice. You pressed the button for that <laughs> voice. Yeah, that's how we start the Ugly Franco show off, bro. Talking about your mom right away. Oh, my mom's a nice lady. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Tell her, don't tell her to listen to this. Oh, hell no. I <laughs> didn't her, even tell, tell her, her I did on a, another podcast. Oh, I never oh yeah, told tell her. her. Tell her as a Thanksgiving surprise, but don't tell her to listen to it. It's like, hey, mom, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> these days while doing other people's podcasts. <laughs> Wait, so you have a podcast yourself? No, I don't have my own podcast. Oh, okay, I wish okay, I did. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That would have been cool. You know, having, this is the second one I've ever been on. And I'm honored. I'm, yes. And I'm already enticed by them entirely i'm like man this just sounds like a really cool thing to do Isn't in your spare though? time yeah just like fun. get your friends over yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. you just yeah. fucking hang out with your friends talk shit you know yeah it's fun and other people will listen to you and other people like it bro yeah i didn't think five people would take time out of their day to listen to this getting more than five so yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you know fuck but for real, um, welcome to the Ugly Franco Show. I am the Ugly Franco. I do have a very prestigious guest with me today, Logan Hansen. Um, Good evening. Oh yes. Good evening. I've got that uh, audiobook voice. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> Can you just read me The Hobbit until I go to sleep? Uh, I've never read The Hobbit. I do have The Lord of the Rings. Like, the trilogy in, like, a little one-book format. I picked that up. Oh, those are nice, dude. Yeah, I went to a bookshop once. I was dating this one chick, and she was really into books. I'm not much of a reader. No. But I went along with it, like, oh, okay, sure, fine, you'll like it. Right, and, right, 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 right. And I went there, I was like, oh, Lord of the Rings? Sure, why the fuck not? I have yeah. the movies. I've seen them. There you go. Might as well get the books, too. Dude, those movies are fucking... I've only ever I seen them once. Those. Actually. Really? Uh, I mean, yeah, I've only ever seen the original trilogy once, and yeah. it was, uh, I watched them all back to back. Yeah, oh, that's the way to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it was my senior year of high school. I had just gotten my wisdom teeth, like, taken out that morning at, like, 6 a.m. All four, one oh, go. fuck that. Just Ow. high as a kite. Have you ever been, like, have you ever had, like, a surgery like that before? <sighs> no, I mean. Where they put you under? The one time, so I got burned when I was a kid on my hands and feet. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So in sixth grade, they had to like do some some more like skin grafts because it was growing and the, the mm-hmm. stuff that they did when I was a little kid was like too hard and it wasn't growing with my hand. Oh, yeah. So they had to cut it open and the only thing that they would tell me was like you kept hitting on the nurses. I was in sixth grade too. So like I, just a player from the game, dude. From the beginning. Yeah, just from the beginning, yeah. just hitting out. As soon as you got into puberty, like I like girls, I'm gonna say hi to every <laughs> single one of them. Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't matter what the situation is. Yeah. I could be at the bar. I could be 
on my deathbed yeah, <laughs> in the waiting literally. room of a hospital. Literally. Just... They came out and told my mom, uh, they were like, hey, um, you know, your son, was a, he was a delight, but you really need to watch him as he gets older because he's going to like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and he it's is... funny because, you know, me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> they fucking nailed it, dude. Yeah, my mom didn't like... take good care enough. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh, you were going somewhere with that. Well, I was going to say, if you've ever been... That's the only ever surgery I've ever had is, like, my wisdom. Well, no. I've had root canals done. Oof. My uh, two front teeth are both dead, in fact. Oh, nice. Yeah, I... In sixth grade, I... You know, thought, you know, I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm gonna try going to the Y and I start running. At sixth grade, come on. I dude, I was a hundred and twenty five pounds as a fourth grader. I was. Oh an, man. Okay. I weighed more than my sister. My sister's a small person. Uh-huh. Uh And when she was in college at UNK, uh, she came home and I don't know. We were weighing ourselves on the scale. I don't know. I was like, oh yeah, I'm hundred twenty. She's like, you weigh more than me. I'm a college student. I'm like. Well, thanks, sis. That makes me feel really bad. I was already taller <laughs> than her at that point, you know, in fifth grade. Okay, so, yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that. You know, she is a smaller person, but I was way bigger than anybody growing up. So, nice. and then I turned out just to be five, nine and a half by the end of it. So, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it didn't, didn't work out. It didn't progress the way I thought it was going to be, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, you slimmed down, though. Now you look like a fucking hunk, dude. A man and a half. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. Hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your bitch. Logan's coming for him. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. D- don't ever catch me at the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and your mom are at the bar. Fucking walk away. Yeah, uh, I'm go a, to a different I'm a, bar. Like, you think I'm going to be talking to you? I'm going to talk to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love those TikToks where they're like, where they're like, when she says you can come over, but her mom's home. Or something, and then it's like them hitting on the mom, or like that, or like that one where they're. Do you watch TikToks at all? I should don't waste, have. A, waste I, your time? I, I, I watch like the compilations on YouTube, but I don't oh, have okay. a TikTok account, dude. That's so much better. It's a waste of fucking time, dude. Unless you're uh, making them, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, well, it's a better version of Vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know Vine. Yeah. That was the shit. That was good stuff. Like when that came out, Quality everyone content. was into it. But TikTok is like, hey, what if we took Vine, but now you can do more things with it, and you don't have a stupid six-second time limit. You can that like six put seconds it, was rough. You can put like a two-minute video down, edit it as much as you want. Um, all the technologies there, which you know, to like, I don't know, meme yourself out, and the uh, duo or the duet system. That's how I first kind of you know, found out about it was that like, oh, you can like do at someone's videos, you know, like talk over them and, and, you know, you have people that, I don't know. I think my favorite TikToks are the one where like people are like talking and they're not like fully in the frame of their camera so that when someone duets it, they like pretend to be like the other limb of the person oh, and dude, they're just I like, like doing some random bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's always pretty funny to me, you know, it's good stuff. Like it, it lets people build uh user creativity and build off of others to make even like funnier stuff so it really does yeah it's, it's a it's a platform for the people yeah it's a really interesting social media platform i mean you could get into like you know well what do they do with all the data for that stuff that's that's questionable that's it's yeah, pretty questionable I don't know that's, what they that's, do. that's that's why i don't have one yeah yeah because yeah. i'm just like 
I know where that data goes. And I mean, if you use any sort of stuff these days, all that data is going somewhere. Somewhere, bro. Um, which at this point, I'm like, fuck it. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Take a stand where you can, I guess. You know? No, dude, that's commendable because so many people hear about something that's just popping off and they're like, I'm getting it right away. They don't even question it. Yeah, I know. There's got to be a lot of, you know, thought to kind of the decisions you're making. You know, honestly, pretty impulsive. What was that? Oh no, I I forgot to turn it off. It was I was making these buttons earlier. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a really fancy machine you got there. Hey, thank you. Little mini turntable. DJ Joshy Poo and Logan in oh, the Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for real, what do they say in New York? We outside for real. Bow, stop. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm walking here. <laughs> Man, have, you, have you seen these? The, the fucking videos where they're like, uh, who's the president of the United States? And the one dude's like, Byron. What would you say to Joe Byron if you had a chance right now? Hey, yo, baby, take me out to dinner. <laughs> I literally just saw that meme there today. You go. There you and go. I was there like, you oh, go. Man, that's good shit. Boom. Boom. Find the weirdest dude you can on the... You know, if you ever run out of people to interview for podcasts, just pick a big city, go yeah. there with a mic dude. and a camera. Just yeah. interview people. Like, you'll get a lot of people that will say to you, Get that fucking camera out of my face. I'm for sure, you. yeah. Like, that'll yeah. happen for sure. And you have yeah. to edit those people out. But you'll probably find a couple golden people. They're like, here's my opportunity. This guy looks like James Franco. <laughs> hey. James Franco interviewing me. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. you just, at some point, I just leaned into it. At first, I was like, that guy's famous. How dare you loop me in with him? I'm just a fucking turd. And then I'm, you just kind of just, I don't know, lead into it. I'm know? just a dude. Don't fucking loop <laughs> me like that. For real, bro. That's it. But gotta take the props where you can. I I guess. Yeah. It could be way worse. People could, could be like, bro, you look like fucking Hitler. Joe Harlow. Or yeah, yeah, Jack Harlow or Hitler. You got yeah. a weird fucking mustache. Why, yeah. you, why do you fucking buzz it like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have the choice to not, but you're still doing it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw it in a Holocaust um, magazine. I thought it looked good on him. I just yeah. wanted to try it, but I, I swore I thought it was like People Weekly. Uh, <laughs> best new fashions for young men. <laughs> the toothbrush, <laughs> swooped black hair, hard part. Dude had. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm stopping with that. Do you think? Do you think Hitler pulled bitches? I mean, like, even without all of the, uh, like, before a, he was, like, a bad guy, 100%. Well, think I think he was, he was probably almost, well, you know, he was an artist. Was he? Yeah. You know, Dude, I don't know shit about Hitler. Oh, well, so, Hitler, he, uh, growing up, so he was born in, like, Austria, I think, in, like, the 1890s. Sounds about and right. And he was a uh, pretty good artist. When he was younger, I, I mean, you look at his artwork because they they still have his artwork, and it's all right, you know, like it uh, better than I could do. I'm a shitty artist, so but you know, people who actually know what they're talking about with art are like, oh, I mean, he did these things right, but this wasn't very good, so he never would have been a very famous artist, you know. Oh, okay, I feel uh, it. And then he ended up 
getting conscripted into, you know, the German army back in World War One. He fought, you know. Uh, there's this weird story where, like, uh, a British captain, you know, had him at, like, gunpoint but didn't shoot, you know, because he had surrendered. Um, and it's just like, first of all, dude, you should have just fucking shot him. Like, you should have like, shot him, bro. Like, just... That would have been the perfect time. Like the one guy you should have been like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to commit a war crime. Yeah. Like, like, like that, that would have that that helped been, a lot. That would have been the guy to do it. <laughs> like, because he committed unthinkable amounts of atrocities. Atrocities and, against you know, humanity. You know, I've been to a Holocaust museum. Uh, oh, dude. I, I went to that? the. I went to. It was crazy. I've actually. I've done a lot of traveling. You know, nice. I, I've been to the, I've been to Washington, D.C., and I've been to the Holocaust Museum there, which, if you ever want, like, a sobering experience, go to there. Really? That is, like, all, like, the pictures and, the, you know, the, uh, like, the quotes from people yeah. that, you know, were on the trains, went to the camps, you know, yeah. um, saw their families die or, you know, or more horrifically just saw their family members disappear you know because that's the scary thing is it was so entrenched uh like this ability of the nazi germany you know to like essentially control every aspect of their lives you know you couldn't walk without being you know in fear of like yeah gestapo right coming after you like secret police yeah you know is around yeah um and of course, once you were already in the camps, I mean, it had already gotten to the point that you were singled out for whatever reason they thought, you know, whether you were Jewish or you were gay or you were like uh, right, yeah. a gypsy, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like you were in there. Um, I don't know. It's just horrific stuff. I've been to a concentration camp actually before. I Oh, my God. I, I went to Dachau in Germany, which I think Dachau, I don't know if it was like the first camp ever made there was something special about it. I, okay, I i think it was okay. one of the first camps built i remember that from school so it's mm-hmm. got to be yeah it's, it's not something as, it's not as famous as like auschwitz auschwitz. Uh, Aus- auschwitz was just like one of the largest camps and yeah. it was uh literally not even like a work camp it was just no. like an extermination yeah, it was a death camp yeah you know they just send them there to just kill them you know, yeah to gas them or yeah. you know whatever and, Jesus, it's Turn horrible. Them into snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think I watched Schindler's List, and there, never was, there was like, I've never seen Schindler's List. No, dude. Oh, dude, it's I, fucking crazy. I know. It one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, that's never like, seen it. It's weird because it's in black and white, and then there's like little bits of red. There was like yeah, a red like the girl and the girl in the red dress or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. you know, it's definitely one of those like all time classic movies. Oh um, yeah, I've seen the pianist. Uh, oh, the pianist. The, yeah, with uh. What's his name? What's the guy? I don't. Adrian I've never Brody. seen that one. Adrian okay, Brody. okay. I do know that name, but I can't see a face right now. Yeah, he's he's the. Yeah, that might not be the right guy, but I'm pretty sure it's Adrian Brody. I'm finding uh, out. You write a baby, know it's fat. This is just the intermission. While we're googling who the fuck played. Yeah, so we're not just yeah, so we're not just that's idiots. That's a very sad, impactful movie to watch. What the pianist? Yep. I have not seen that one. Yeah, it's just a. It's about a guy who you know he's a. It's based on a true story. He you know he was a. Yep, that's the this guy. guy. Yep, that was him. 
so it's it's about a guy who he's like a he has a concert piano performer uh and he's growing up in like warsaw poland okay and germany invades um they take over and you see just from his perspective you know his neighbors getting kidnapped or shot in the streets um eventually you see his family get taken off of the camps and it's crazy because you never see his family again like, yeah, like there's a scene in the movie. Dun, dun, dun. There's a scene in the movie where they're rounding up everyone to put them on the train, and you know you have people crying, guards, you know, smacking people with the guns or shooting at them if they're yeah, trying facts. to do anything, and they're all stuffing them onto this train. It's a, certainly a very realistic depiction of what was actually happening, you know, which is crazy to think that this all actually happened, you know. Yeah, I don't know how people say that it didn't happen though. That's just crazy. Like, yeah, those people can suck a dick. There's so much documentation. I, I mean, which brings me back. Literally, go to one of the museums, or if you ever have a chance to travel to Europe, specifically Central or Eastern Europe, go to one of the camps because it's. Uh, when I went to one of the camps, when I went to Dachau, I was kind of lame, and I literally just stood in the first building the entire time, just reading like the history. Because we only had like an hour and a half there. We were, oh, okay. we were traveling to a different town in Germany. Um, and that was just one of the stops on, along the way. And I, I spent the entire time just reading like the buildup to like Hitler getting into power. You know, from the end of World War One to 1933 was when he assumed Chancellor of Germany. Oh. Um, and became Fuhrer. And it like, I didn't even get out of, like, the 1920s because there was so much buildup with, like, the yeah. Weimar Republic, um, which was kind of like the pseudo... Uh, well, it was the government, but it was kind of like a pseudo-government. Um, there's a lot of interesting things as to how, like, Nazi Germany came into power and how, like, Hitler came into power. Primarily economic instability following World War I, uh, the Treaty of Versailles, which was basically... Um, you know, like where Veterans Day comes from, or sorry, yeah, Veterans Day, uh, you know, on November 11th, they signed the treaty to end World War One. Mm. you know, that's, that's why we celebrate it on November 11th, because that was the day it ended, um, didn't really do much, you know, to end all wars, you know, they said World War One was the war to end all wars, nah, not really, <laughs> it's still, they still kept going, they actually got nah. significantly worse. Yeah. In fact, it actually, it, it, got it worse. actually got much, much worse. Just give it 20 years. Um, but anyway. Uh, Shit. Yeah, you know, I, I just spent all the time reading the history for it. I didn't go to see, like, the crematoriums or the bunkhouses. Uh, I wouldn't really call them a bunkhouse, but, you know, like, where yeah, the people were staying. Where they were kept, like, herded into a fucking room. Yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't Stayed go check that out. Um, I probably should have, just to, because I think how did you have the chance you could go and you could stand inside like like the gas chambers and you know at the time and just yeah just i don't know a very sobering experience just even being around it because it's like and and they've preserved those camps pretty well that like you can go and you can visit them and you can yeah. see you can feel like, the energy that was like there that negativity that was mm-hmm. just or, sadness or if you can really take the time to just put yourself in the position of this is where hundreds of thousands of people died right like i think over a million people were killed in auschwitz alone Damn, you know a million people that's insane that that's like taking 
half of Nebraska, shoving them into one fucking, yeah. you know, an area the size of UNK and just killing them. Oh my god! Over, you say over, it like over that. Over the course dog, of a couple years, like, like that's that's the, that's crazy to yeah, think about. It's, Fuck. it's nuts. What a what a nice topic to talk about. I'm glad we yeah. can start off your podcast talking about the whole yeah, dude. Holocaust. Hey, and, I hope you guys like death and dying because yeah, you know, you're at the right place. I, I'm a bastion of just random historical knowledge, dude. That's good. I'm yeah. I'm obviously talking to a well-educated college man. I should have stuck with it. Didn't. That's why I've got friends like Logan. Yeah. I feel like I just got half of a doctorate right now, dog. Essentially, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you learn so much. You you learn probably as much over the course. Well, you know, uh, there's there's always an interesting opinion on like PhDs that I have is that like, you know, when you when you're learning everything throughout school, you know, you think of like all the sphere of human knowledge, um, you go through high school you learn like just a small little circle inside the sphere and then as you uh go through college get your undergraduate you expand that circle you've learned even more because you know that's the reason why you take gen eds and stuff is so you a lot of people shit on gen eds in college i did i i'm a graduated like i graduated from unk three years ago um Thank you. Not sarcastically, like good job. I couldn't hack it, so it. I almost dropped out. I, I got got pretty close. Uh, junior year, I damn near did. I was I was a chemistry major, so I was like Ooh. in. I was in the grind of like taking, you know, uh, well I was already done with calculus by that point, but I was having to do like physics with calc. Um, you know, physics is hard enough. Try throwing in like. Uh, derivatives and integrals in there, you know. I don't it even was, know what was, that is. It was. Don't just, tell me what it is. <laughs> I Sounds couldn't awful. explain it if you asked me to. Yeah, That's I how know. much I've retained. <laughs> For real. Yeah, no. That, so, what did you graduate? What major did you graduate with? I have a bachelor's of science in comprehensive chemistry uh, with an emphasis in biochemistry. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of job are you kind of looking for? You know, uh, when I graduated college, uh, my initial plan was to try to find a PhD program to okay. go to. Okay. I was I had done research all throughout college. Uh, you know, literally, uh, if you are in the chem program at UNK, uh, they have a program called Chemistry Apprenticeship, where you essentially you do research with other you know students that are actually doing the research you're kind of just like learning the basics you know learning all the different instruments learning how to like keep a journal and stuff and um and it's basically just like an intro you know to doing it uh just foot in the water or toe in the water yeah um but i started out doing that i was doing organic synthesis research uh specifically pharmacology so we would go into the lab mix a bunch of chemicals together and come out with something. Damn. Know? Um and trying to let, make like pills and like um for pharmacies and things like that or uh, well yeah kind of kind of in a way um so what we were specifically doing is and I'll see how well I can remember it cuz uh it was it was pretty complicated stuff at the time and yeah. not being 5 years r- removed right. from it it's you're, and now you, like at that time you're just trying to get through. Yeah, exactly. Um <clears throat> what we were doing is uh we were studying uh, 
the lat one uh, transporter protein inside the brain. Um, so the lat one, it's the large amino acid transport protein. Um, it is inside the cells that form up your blood brain barrier. Okay. Um, which the blood brain barrier, it's a line of epithelial cells. That's what they're called. Um, that they basically coat the insides of all the capillaries and the veins and the arteries inside your brain, and they act as like a filter. So that, because your brain is literally the most important organ inside your body, you can't just have That's any true. random shit getting in there. So these yeah. these cells act as like the gateway. And, you know, so only certain things can get in there. Uh, right. And, you know, that's why, like, certain drugs like Coke can get in there because Coke, the active molecules inside Coke that give you the high, they're so small they can just fit right in oh, through certain okay. proteins. Okay. Um, you know, they'll pass them through the cells and they'll pass out, and now they're inside your brain. Um, oh, fuck. Anyway, um, the protein that we were specifically studying is used for large amino acids, uh, specifically tyrosine and phenylalanine, uh, which... Um, so the structure of an amino acid, uh, you have your center carbon, you have your hydroxy group, you have your amino group, um, you have a hydrogen atom attached to it, um, and then you have your R group, which your R group is all the variability in all your amino acids. Uh, there's uh, 21 essential amino acids. Um, again, removed from college i don't yeah, know if no, it was 20 or 21 great. i used to be able to name them all and tell you all the structures of them but it's been so long i could probably can't do that uh at the moment moment but anyway um attached to the r group of like tyrosine and phenylalanine are you know six-sided carbon rings uh, benzene rings um mm -hmm. or phenyl rings technically is the term because uh, they're attached to another carbon it's phenyl i remember ochem well enough uh, anyway, um, which basically uh, makes them really, really big. Like, they're the largest amino acids. They're really, really chunky boys. Um, <laughs> and, and so, and to pass through, the, through into the brain, uh, through your bloodstream, they have to use this protein uh, called the large amino, uh, the lat one uh, protein. Anyway, uh, this protein they know is used by certain drugs like gabapentin, which is like a antidepressant okay. um, drug. Um, but they don't fully, at the time that we were doing our research, they didn't really understand like how that protein was structured and what made, like, you know, you, you couldn't fully understand the structure of the protein because it was in the, um, the, phospholipid bilayer of the cell like the, the layer you're blowing my yeah, mind dog yeah. you know which when when proteins are like inside that little layer of the cell you know like the outer layer you know uh you can't crystallize them very easily you know uh which is how a lot of structures are determined for proteins these days you can crystallize them you can analyze them analyze them with that it you can't really do that with one that's inside the bilayer uh as easily so uh, what we were doing is we were essentially taking amino acids and altering like their structures. Um, you know, we would attach, say, like, you know, maybe like a phosphorus molecule here or like another hydroxy group here or an ethyl group, you know, like two carbons 
linked together, attach it to these rings in the R group of the amino acid, um, just to see how better uh, if they like binded to the amino acid or binded to the protein better, if they like passed through the protein better, you know, like actually improved transport, um, just to better understand it. Um, and the idea was um, that if we better understand what types of molecules can pass through uh, this protein, that we can design uh, a kind of a unique form of drug delivery um, oh. where you know, when you take a pill, um, like just even Tylenol, mm -hmm. um, the active ingredient uh, of Tylenol, uh, it is attached to another larger molecule called a prodrug. And prodrugs basically keep the active ingredient uh, inactive until it reaches the desired location, you know, because uh, you don't want to just stick a pill in and have its ingredients just go everywhere. You know, you want it to be really targeted. Um, Makes sense. So in a way to dis target um, this specific protein for delivery uh, and, and an effective delivery at that, um, we were trying to better understand that. And the idea was if you could take a natural amino acid, you know, like phenylalanine, and attach the drug to the amino acid itself, um, you could just carry, it would carry it into the brain a lot easier than just trying to do random guesswork, you know, which unfortunately a lot of drugs that, you know, are, Jesus, a lot of drugs <laughs> that you're trying to use uh, for like brain diseases, um, like it's really difficult to like overcome that because it's such a difficult organ to even enter in the first place because of the mm. blood brain barrier. So we were trying mm. to better understand how to deliver drugs into the brain via this protein, via amino acids. Um, and we actually had quite a bit of success with it. Uh, we published uh, a couple times. Like I'm on three publications, including one in the Journal of Medical Science. Oh, uh, shit. Mm -hmm. That was actually done. That publication was actually after I'd already left the group, funny enough. Um, but my research had still been important enough prior to leaving that I was able to get in. Um, That's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Publishing is a really neat experience because um, it's like, hey, your work was novel. No one ever did it before. You discovered something or made like conclusions that no one else has ever made before. Damn. And it's immortalized, you know, on the internet. It's really, really neat publishing. Dude, I did not know that about you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> Dude, you thank you for fucking confirming that you are the smartest person that I've had on the show and probably that I know. So, <laughs> listener, hit him up. As, as you get more guests, you might change your mind on that, but no, that's, I yeah, hope. that's good stuff. I hope. Nah, dude. You, hey, maybe you'll one day get an interview like the professor I worked with someday. He, he I heard much... that guy I heard that guy doesn't even know shit compared to you. I will never admit on live stream <laughs> that I'm smarter than my research professor. I had a great deal of respect for him. He was a very intelligent individual. But um no but but it was good stuff. Uh, I actually one side project with that research is I worked uh, with a drug called tenofovir, which is an anti HIV drug. Oh um, nice. Yeah so we were actually uh, the primary reason for our research was doing like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's research. Um, those were the drugs we were trying to, you know, better deliver. Um, but I had a little side project where I was working on HIV as well, because uh, nice. HIV, if you didn't know this, it uh, it uh, 
the, vi the virus particles, they reproduce inside white blood cells inside your brain. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, uh, you can't really ever take it out of your body completely. You know, that's why you can only suppress it. You know, you can't really cure it. So we were working mm -hmm. on kind of like a way to cure HIV cure. Yeah. in a way. It didn't go anywhere. We got stopped. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I spent like a semester on it and then we couldn't make a better, you know, we couldn't get past like one stage in a reaction because no one had been trying to make the molecules we were trying to do. And eventually you just get into the little physical limitations of like, we just probably can't do this very yeah. effectively. Yeah. Know? So that's, that's the thing about research. Having actually done it is that you hit so many snags. It's why anyone that has a PhD to me is just incredibly like I'm so impressed by what they do yeah. because they literally, you know, are on the edge of human knowledge, you know, discovering yeah, more they're stuff. Like discovering. Yeah, advancing, yeah. you know. I don't know. It's just it's crazy stuff. And I wanted to do that, but um I kinda got psyched out. Uh you know. I ended up switching research groups, actually, partway through college. I uh, switched to an inorganic chemistry research group. We were doing completely different stuff. We were mm -hmm. working with UNL. Um, we were making... Uh, do you want me to talk about that group for a second? Dude, you can talk about whatever. I'm oh, listening. Okay. I'm just... I, have, I know somebody's liking this, so yeah, you just know, go if, for if it. If you're a science major at UNK listening to this or any other college, uh, definitely find, try to get yourself in a research group. It looks good on a resume, you know, especially if you're like wanting to apply for like medical school or anything like that. Um, and it's just a nice building experience, actually being on the inside of doing research, because I think a lot of people uh, tend to devalue like the importance or like the credibility of research uh, these days. No, if you're actually in it and you know like the process and the amount of work it takes to even publish like a minor paper um then you know that like any big papers that are getting published you know like the amount of effort and work that went into them gives them a lot of credibility and being on the inside of that is pretty neat um but anyway uh the other research group i was in we were doing uh aerogel research um which aerogels they're a synthetic uh material um they are essentially these, you know, super, like, um, well, uh, I was going to say super. Uh, they're essentially like these very non-dense, like, materials, um, like almost as light as air. Okay. The name. Um, but they are incredibly insulatory. Uh, you can, say put a flower on one side of these gels like you can make little squares of them um you can and what you can do is if you put like a flame underneath one of these gels and you put like a flower on top of it it won't burn the flower because none of the heat from the flame goes through the gel it's wow. it's like like if you made a jacket out of them somehow um you'd basically be fireproof well, it maybe not fireproof necessarily, but it'd, it'd be a you, deterrent to your body, though. Like, if you you would never like it'd be the best jacket ever because you wouldn't feel cold at all. Like all the heat inside, you know, like that's insulating you when you wear a jacket. Like this is the best insulating, you know, 
uh, product out there. Uh, they actually use it on the space shuttle for re-entry. Like that, oh, like, shit. Like, like that's the level of stuff we're talking wow. about. Wow. Um, but they're pretty easy to make, uh, actually. Um, how Compared you... to the other things that you've tried to make? Well, uh, it's it's a different technique. You know, yeah. like the when we were working in organic synthesis, uh, you know, we would have to measure out like a bunch of different chemicals, um, you know, and like use like solvents. Uh, and we would have to like throw it in, you know, like a like a boiling flask, you know, under vacuum pressure, uh, you know, heat it for like a couple hours. And then, you know, as the reaction would finish up, you know, disconnect it all, try to like purify it by like evaporating any of the solvent, you know, crystallizing it, you know, testing to make sure that like, oh, hey, we got the right stuff, you know. Um, it, it was intense in its own way. This was a little bit simpler of uh, a process um, where what we would do um, is you could, you'd essentially find um, these chemicals. Uh, we were, I think I was making uh, titanium-based gels where the chemicals we would use, and again, forgive my uh, remembering of what they're called. Dude, um, you're great. You're doing fine. Thank you. Uh, now, coxide is actually uh, what I was trying to say. Um, you'd basically take the metal atom and around it would be, you know, chains of carbons with like an oxygen sparse in between, like ethyl oxide attack, attached to the titanium atom. Uh, and you would react this uh, with like a solvent like ethanol or methanol um, under heat. Um, and essentially it would form kind of like this little viscous gel almost uh, that would form. Um, you'd be kind of soupy, kind of liquidy. Um, and what we would do with that gel is we would put it in what's called a supercritical, uh, well, what's the word for it? Like a supercritical chamber. Um, there's this, where, where basically what we would do is we would put it uh, under like high pressure, you know, high temp, uh, you know, in this little tiny chamber to evaporate all the other solvents, you know, so if we used ethanol or methanol or acetone or water even, we would never use water, but uh, you, you're essentially trying to wash out this gel because um, the gel was really porous and it would contain all these other little smaller molecules inside of it, and you're trying to, like, wash it out and try to just get, like, the firm gel structure of it. Um, and the final stage was bringing... Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, was bringing up the uh, inside of the chamber to the supercritical phase. Um, I should say that like the gel, the entire time was uh, surrounded by liquid CO two, carbon dioxide. Um, and what we would do is we would bring that carbon dioxide up to the supercritical phase, um, which so. If you ever took general chemistry, um, maybe you did in high school. I don't know. Um, Bro, I'm so dumb. Okay. Like, this may so be way over dumb. your head, and I'm just so ranting. Far. And it's almost over my head because it. Uh, <laughs> no, you're I'm, doing great. Yeah. I'm just picturing the listener saying, Josh has no fucking clue. 
<laughs> like what he's you have been right giving now. me a blank stare this whole time but no I, i'm I like taking information i'm like learning i'm like you know i'm never gonna do this stuff but i'm like fascinated that's the point of doing this you know i don't want to mm-hmm. just do you know no, it's just, like it's strictly right. comedians or something like that or just always fucking yeah. around like this is good this is yeah. healthy okay. i just know like people that know me they're listening they're like Josh hasn't said anything for like five minutes. He's yeah. just fucking spaced the, out. This Logan guy is just <laughs> ranting about like, you know, chemistry synthesis concepts. You know, uh, they're probably right along with you, but they're like, yeah, they're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Uh, no, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> anyway, um, so if you ever take a Gen Chem class, okay. uh, one thing they teach you is they'll show you is it's called a phase diagram, uh-huh. and it's basically a it's a it's a chart that you know, charts temperature versus pressure. Uh, and it basically tells, you know, like with certain chemicals, if you have this certain temperature and this certain pressure, the chemicals a gas or it's a liquid or it's okay. a solid. Okay. Um, but with every single chemical, uh, there's a point where if the pressure is so high um, versus the temperature, it actually, you can't really differentiate whether or not it's a gas or a liquid. Um, it think of just like a basically what it is is just like a super super dense gas that is you know if you were to wave your arm through it um, it would feel like a liquid um, but it's it, it it's really weird it's really abstract you know the idea of what this type of phase is it's really not a phase it well it it gets the name supercritical phase because it reaches past like the critical point on a phase diagram. Oh, um, okay. You can look them up okay. there uh, on Google um, okay. for a diagram. Okay. And uh, anyway, once it, you get past the supercritical phase, um, if you bring the temp a little bit higher past past that point, uh, when you decide to drop the pressure, what happens is you completely avoid the process of the liquid going to a gas um you know not it it, it avoids the in, entire process of ev- evaporation you know um which is important for forming these structures because if you were to allow the liquid to actually evaporate inside the gels uh they would just like condense and be really s- small and crumbly and they wouldn't you know retain their form or their properties so so you had to get it Past the supercritical point, and then release the pressure on the CO two um, over time, uh, and and then once that's all done, you pop it out. Oh, here's your aerogel. Um, and uh, what was kind of neat though is you'd form a bunch of dry ice from of it, uh, Ooh, that's which was fun. yeah, which is kind of cool to play with. You know, right. yeah, you yeah, just yeah, throw yeah. on the ground, and it's you know dry ice. Obviously, it's it's dry ice is you know solid carbon dioxide it's only solid at like negative 80 degrees celsius oh shit yeah so so it is immediately a sublimating uh which is the process of a solid going to a gas completely skipping the liquid phase oh um, yep yep there's yeah there's other... oh that's so that's why you throw it on the ground and then it just like smoke just like fog. yeah yeah it just smokes because you know it's not melting um, right yeah it it's sublimating so yeah. it's just immediately turning to gas because the pressure and the heat of the actual room you're in is like making this ice go i can't fucking take this it's like yeah. it's like the it's like the nerd gas for like ninjas yeah you know how I ninjas guess, have little smoke like, bombs like, 
Yeah. Scientists have dry eyes. Yeah, a little powder. <laughs> <laughs> then you you're know? at the other side of the lab. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah I mean, if you threw a chunk of dry eyes at someone, you <laughs> blew up in their face, yeah, you'd smoke them out pretty quick. Disappear. Yeah. Yeah, but it was neat stuff. Uh, the idea behind with all these aerogels is that we were trying to put them... Uh, we were working with uh, the University of Nebraska Lincoln's uh, engineering department. Um, we were trying to make uh, surfaces that were uh, mechanically hydrophobic. Um, hydrophobic meaning it repels water. Okay. Uh, okay. You know that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty basic term to understand. Um, I got that one. Uh, you know, and you're surrounded by like hydrophobic chemicals all the time you know just like cooking sheet oil okay. spray it you know okay, it repels water okay. um you know uh or like your windshield wipers you know or, or, or oh. the code the coating on your windshield yeah, is hydrophobic yeah. you know if you have a newer car the water yep, yeah water beads up falls off you know and your yeah. wipers kind of uh, like that's chemically hydrophobic stuff bro i'm gonna use hydrophobic in an everyday sense now I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna try. use it Try to use it. I'm gonna try. Dude. You're, you're gonna sound so smart. So smart, bro. Yeah, you pull that term out. Yeah, people be like, "What the fuck?" I'm gonna get some new shoes. What the fuck did you just say? Get back to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, like, Get back to the, the pizza, I don't care what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but what they had done at UNL is they made these surfaces that were mechanically hydrophobic, uh-huh. meaning that these little tiny chips—they were little square chips, you know size of your fingernail um they would that if you put if you looked at them through like you know a microscope they had all these ridges and bumps to it that were so fine that it would prevent a water droplet from like forming and soaking into the surface so it would just beat off and this was a the idea behind it was if you could coat like the inside of like you know a reactor with them you know, you could essentially improve the longevity of the reactor. You know, what engineers work on. You know, you know, an yeah, engineer yeah. like a nuclear power plant is right. concerned about like how the water inside the reactor is damaging. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, just the that abrasion of it. You know, yeah. and that stuff. So that's what they were trying to do, is, uh, and how they would make these surfaces is they would use a femtosecond laser, um, which a femtosecond it's. Um, it's like one millionth of a billionth of a second. Um, and so in, inconceivably small amount of time. Okay. Um, and they would use this laser that would shoot out little photons uh, to these surfaces, you know, every couple hundred femtoseconds, and they would etch the surface with it, you know, using a little high-powered laser. Um, and what they found is that after they would etch these surfaces and, you know, try to test them for abrasion, they would kind of wear off kind of quickly. It wasn't very effective. And so we would use these aerogels to uh, better improve the structure, the stability of the surfaces, you know, make them more resilient to abrasion. And so that, that was the idea. So um, I would, you know, when I would make these gels, um, I would actually soak these chips inside the gel, put the gel inside the supercritical container, uh, and, you know, then I would put them under, you know, s- s- like IR, infrared spect- s- spectroscopy. I don't mm. know. Uh, you know, uh, just to better understand, like, the makeup, you know, see if uh, 
we actually got the gel inside the layer and we would test them, you know, for like, does it repel water any better? Is it better against abrasion? Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting work. Um, long story short, it ended up going nowhere. This, that, yeah, that, that whole nice. research, that, yeah, that research kind of fell apart. They didn't end up getting a grant. Uh, it was actually, it was, yeah, well, it was funded by NASA. This research was. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was working for NASA. You know, UNL was, because they were trying to, you That's know. Dumb. Yeah, it was really, really neat stuff. Um, but it just ended up going nowhere. It was probably Happens. just, yeah, just, and that's the thing um, about research. You know, I've I've been on like the side where you were successful and you published, Got published and, and everything, and then I've been on the other side where like it just went nowhere. That's poop. I think a, that's healthy. Back. Yeah, I think that's that that happens Success so much in life. Dinner. Yeah, and it was it was really interesting, interesting stuff. Um, anyway, uh, so how did you figure out that you wanted to kind of get into this graduating high school? Did you know when you graduated? You know, you switched I, majors. You said, but you know, in fifth grade, was there a thing where you were like, "Whoa, science!" Well, you know, and then it never left your brain since fifth grade. Well, I always liked science growing up. Okay. I was kind of a nerd uh, growing <laughs> up. Obviously, I, I watched uh, like the Discovery Channel and the History oh, yeah. Channel and National oh, yeah. Geographic, and was just really interested in all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I had a really good chemistry teacher in high school, okay. um, who that kind of convinced me that that was maybe the area I need to go to. Your cat yeah. is just cuddling all over you. Yeah, dog. Jealous. Yeah, she she wants the attention. Always at the worst of times, cats. Fucking cats, man. Yeah. But yeah, keep going. Uh, anyway. An interesting chemistry teacher, you said? Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, her name was Julie Larson. She taught at Kearney High for okay. like, you know, 30 plus years. Uh, she taught my sister, uh, you know, and my brother, I think, as well. So, uh, so she'd been around the block a few times. She was a really good teacher. And then when I went to college and I was picking a major, you know, I could have done music. That was a. That's what I was wondering. I was because I know your brother, Spencer. Mm-hmm. My if you are if you were in went to Lexington at all, you yeah. know, Josh from Lexington. My yeah. brother is the band director. Yeah. Of Lexington Public He's schools. Mr. Hansen. Yeah. That guy, him and Sharp are the coolest fucking teachers at Lexington. You know, they uh, are the nicest guys, the most understanding, my brother the most professional. Asshole. Don't call Oh, hell guy. no, bro. Bro, if you've had anybody no. else, that guy, like, that guy's meanest is, like, not even anything compared to somebody else's bitch. You know? Yeah. Like, he's, they're so understanding. Like, because I would fail stuff. Like, I was so stupid, I'd be failing shit. So my parents would be like, well, you can't go on the band trip because you had a fucking D in math. So I'd have to fucking tell them. And they're like, dude. I get it. I understand. It's okay. You know, just yeah. do what you got to do. I wish your parents would be a little bit more understanding and realize that we need you here in the trumpet section, but hey, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Some teachers don't, you're missing class? Okay, well, here's another assignment on top of that because you missed it. Yeah, like, exactly. You fucked that, Yeah, dude. man, that was, that's, that's the shit. Some, some high school teachers just get off on it, and some people shouldn't oh, be. My, yeah. My whole family are teachers. Uh, my, you know, my brother's the band director. Of, right. Uh, well, very successful band program. Lexington. They uh, are extremely successful. You know, if you had to look at the best programs out of Lexington Public Schools, <laughs> band, it bro. is the band. Like their cross country the teams good, their soccer teams good, their football, right, yeah, football good. and basketball and volleyball are all so bad. garbage. So sorry bad. if you were in those sports. No, they all uh, agree. Yeah. Right now, they're nodding their head. Yep, they're listening. Yep, they agree. Going, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have played basketball, bro. 
Yeah. I've been to those basketball games. I've been to those football games. I'm like, man, these teams are getting shit on. How does anyone cheer for this team? Yeah, bro. I think, no. I, 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 think I did pep band. Like, I, I, in middle school and high school, would go to do pep band, you know, for the Lexington games, just for fun. Yeah, um, he would literally tell us during class. He's like, my little brother's going to come today and play trumpet, so yeah. get ready to get shit on by Carney, you guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're like, like ah, fuck, yeah. this Carney kid's going to come make us look bad. Yeah, bro. like, watch this, because he's a three-time All-Stater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit exa- on you. yeah, exactly, yeah. bro. We were so, like, we were okay, we could play and stuff, but nobody was the- just absolutely, like, fucking ripping. Yeah, and, and that's that's part of the deal with, you know, not to shit on Lexington, I... I, I work in Lexington. I do uh-huh. love that town. No, shit bit. on Lex. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just with, like, you know, a lot of... It, the demographics of the town are a lot different than Kearney. And I it's a much less affluent town, for sure. Um, what I'm trying to say is Kearney is really rich and white. And so you have yeah. a lot of people that put a lot of money into the schools. Right. You know, uh, it's, it's really difficult. And, and you have parents that you know grew up in nebraska right you know are have they know how to like coach their kids throughout school yeah Uh, you know my parents were in band growing up they didn't grow Uh up in nebraska they were from south dakota but Uh they grew up you know doing music in high school and so they were able to teach my brother and my sister and myself music you know, get us into piano lessons when we were really young, you know. Right. Get us involved in practicing when we started in band. Um, For my listeners, that's some white people shit. Bro. Yeah, some very white people <laughs> shit, you know. Um, but in Lexington, you know, you just don't have that there in that town as much. Um, there are certain families that have, you know, lived in Lexington, you know, forever. But when the Tyson plant opened up back in the 90s, um, right. you know, you had you know a, a huge amount of people, you know, coming in you know primarily immigrants um right who just didn't have that level like who who just didn't have that uh you know basis yeah they weren't raised like that they're not gonna come to america and be like okay i'm gonna get my kid into athletics or i'm not gonna get him into you know music or arts (laughs) or anything he's gonna fucking learn how to make money and mainly take care of the family Exactly, you know, and that's just what it is. We're not, we're not hating on anybody. That's just oh, yeah. the reality for a lot yeah, of it's, it's a complete people different. I know. Um, yeah. just a lot of people all over the place, honestly. Yeah, but so, in Lexington, it's so different. Yeah, I yeah. mean, kids, kids get band time two hours a day. Yeah, they get sports time an hour a day, two hours a day. Mm-hmm. They get the rest of the time to do stupid ass fucking school that they don't even like. If they latch yeah. onto something like biochem, dope. But yeah. their parents are not really, you know, well. Basically, you know, some some are like, "Wow, do you like science?" Okay, cool, but it's not like anybody's really like, "Okay, let's send you to a science camp or like let's yeah. send you to a band camp yeah, or exactly. yeah. you know anything like that." It's mainly like, okay. So, how was your day? All right, cool. Now we need to go do some shit or yeah, not, do your not, homework or watch your sisters while I have to yeah go to or watch your shift or because, C shift, you know, shit like that. Exactly. Yeah, because the the thing that strikes me about uh, in Lexington, you know, it's just one of many cities like this. Um, you know, not even just in Nebraska, but yeah, uh, you have uh, like whole families that you know come across the border. Uh, yeah, you you can say Mexico, but I know people from like Guatemala and El Salvador. Yeah, um, and they come across the border with the whole family. Uh, they find work at the Tyson plant, which you know I've driven by the Tyson plant in Lexington countless times. I love how it smells. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> the rendering that. plant. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's worse. That, the byproduct plant. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Where they make they the make dog the, food. Yep. That stinks. That is that rough. Is, bro. Is, that's rough. That's, that's rough. That's stuff. the sad thing about Lex is like, man, that rendering <laughs> plant just stinks at the whole town. It, it, like, you meet kids from other places, it, you go I'm around, sorry, you're like, it, you're from Lex? Oh my god, we drove through there on a bus trip one time, and, and it smells so bad. I'm like, fuck well, you. Yeah, it does, like, but fuck you. Yeah, you ask them, like, yeah, you really dig into them, ask them why they think it smells. They'll probably give you some shitty ass. Yeah, ass they don't fucking they know don't anything. Know, they don't know that, like, they don't know that, like, Tyson uh, employs, like, half the town. I yeah. found that out. Uh, I work with people yeah. uh, who used to work at Tyson, uh, and I was asking them, like, how many people does Tyson employ? And they're like, oh, like four to five thousand people. Yeah, you know, a thousand people with with all the shifts that they have, with all the yeah. managers. It's working, you know, you know, twenty four hours a day. That plant literally doesn't stop. Like every single cow you ever see probably ends up at that Tyson plant for yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It's a massive operation. Um, mm-hmm. And what happens is, you know, you have these whole families that, you know, come for work, um, and they all work there. The entire family works there. Yeah. Mom, dad, uh, if you're old enough, your siblings will mm-hmm. work there, your aunts, your uncles. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your grandparents are young enough, they yeah. can work there. Or healthy enough. Healthy enough, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, you spend 20 years working at Tyson mm. or any sort of factory job, your body's mm. shot. By the time yeah. you're forty, it's oh yeah, dude. You need you're gonna get carpal tunnel hours. from chopping. Yep, yep. It's rough, man. You get it's, home and you're massaging each other's arms. You know the mom and the mom and dad are massaging I, each other's forearms because they yeah. are in pain. I applaud, I applaud the dedication to be able to do that. Like, so much respect. A hundred percent. People that yeah. come, you know, thousands of miles away just yeah. to try to make a better life for themselves. Yeah. And then they find themselves working the shittiest fucking job. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... Making I'm great sorry, money. I would never... No, no, no. No, you you, you can... You know, we can it's, speak frankly. That it, yeah. That's kind of what... It's rough. One of, uh, I don't know if you know McCarg, Jess McCarg. He was one of the teachers at Lex, but I heard him say this one time, and I just really was like, you know what? That's a good fucking point. But he was like, dude, I... Like what you said, I commend anybody that is able to work at Tyson and one thing that Lex High School needs to do or high schools around in general they need you have you should have to work at Tyson for like a month just to just get, to fucking get it yeah because that's hard work you'll never shit on that work ever again no maybe you, you won't, won't shit on the people you won't shit on the people mm-hmm. maybe you won't go back and work there maybe you'll decide for yourself hey I don't want to do that Either you're not strong enough or you want to do something else. You don't yeah. want to pursue that kind of work, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think you should have to at least try. You should have to to you, get a different perspective. Everyone should uh, experience at some point, you know, some manual labor. You know, whether it's oh, yeah. working construction, working in a factory, or just going out to, like, a farm and trying to help out. Right, yeah. yeah, trying to do good at, like, real-ass yeah. fucking work. Yeah, like, it's it's difficult i'm i live a relatively cushy work life you know i work in an office uh, right I'm, I'm also a server which food service is its own kind of beast in terms oh, of manual yeah. labor uh it's oh yeah it's people maybe not that as, too people get that yeah it's maybe not like as intense right you know, no. but you are managing you know actual physical labor being on your feet for you know five to eight hours yeah uh plus you have to have a happy personality yeah. you can you can Dealing with people. Oh, God. People. Just the worst. Just the, yeah. 
Why the, the worst, man. Man, I've been a server for two years now. Um, at Hams? Not at Hams. I started. I started out at the Market Grill. Okay. Uh, at High V. Okay. Um, that was my first ever serving job. I just needed a job at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out of college. I wasn't using my degree. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, um, I had second guesses about going on to grad school mm-hmm. you know my gpa was okay i probably could have gotten in but i didn't know what i wanted to study yeah you know uh so i was just kind of working uh i was a prep cook at hams for a, a while yeah uh, prep cook work is not a lot of fun no you make like 100 burger patties 200 skewers yeah there um and you have a time limit because you have to get it done by the end yeah. of your shift right uh, you, you have, have to be to. quick about it yeah and it's just the most monotonous it's boring work Facts. you could ever imagine very little money. Um, yeah, money's not great either. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I found myself uh, becoming a server at the Market Grill, mm-hmm. which was just a wonderful experience. I met a lot of nice people uh, there. You know, I ended up that, like dating a girl while I was there. You know, and then that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun too. Um, mm-hmm. I actually ran into a couple uh, servers, uh, old servers mm-hmm. there, like just this weekend, and you know, we were like, "Hey, what the fuck's up?" You know, that sort mm-hmm. of shit, uh, mm-hmm. and. It, it was a, it was a really great time. Uh, eventually, that place got shut down uh, because of corporate bullshit. You know, um, they turned it into a Wahlburgers now. Right now, it's the, I was mm-hmm. just trying to think. I'm like, what the yep. fuck is it now? It's Wahlburgers. I've, I've yet to ever go there because how they got us, how how that transition worked was they basically told everyone, "Hey, come into a meeting." Uh, oh, you're fired. Oh my fucking god, dude. Yep. yep. Um. They basically fired all the full-time ex- employees on the spot, like the GM, the assistant GM, head of the kitchen, uh, and then like the two full-time servers, one of which had had a kid like four months prior. Wow. Uh, fired on the spot. Uh, the rest of us part-time employees, you were basically kept on if you knew how to bartend or if you didn't cost the company a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. It was a really... Shitty. It oh, the shittiness is, you know, it it is hard to exaggerate, like yeah. the feeling of like, this is fucking bullshit. What yeah. you're doing to all these people? Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. And the idea was that they were wanting to transition from like a full time restaurant to the Market Grill Express format, which mm-hmm. is like if you've been to the Hy-Vee in Grand Island, that's what they had been. Okay. Uh, and then from that express format, transition to Wahlburgers, which mm. is identical to the express format where you, you know, you walk in, you see a screen, you order, you get a number, you sit down, someone brings you some water or some mm-hmm. drinks and mm-hmm. then brings you your food. And, you know, it's just like a fancier version of Sonic, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, that, that was shitty. Uh, and uh, ironically, though, COVID hit. Immediately after they did that, like the week after the whole, they, they shut down the whole thing because of COVID. Uh, so, and now I don't think Wahlburgers is really popular in Kearney, at least. Not really. I, I've never I've been, been there. there twice. Really? It's, it's, I, I have yet to hear good things about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty average food. Average food. You know, it's definitely Costly. East Coast. It costs a lot. It costs quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anywhere near Angus Burgers type. Angus Burgers is pretty good. And Oh, yeah, it's good, but it, you pay for something that's kind of, you know, good. Here yeah. you're paying for something that's like, dog, 
dad makes better burgers from the grill. Yeah. You know? And, like, there's, and there's enough burger joints. Uh, I mean, I work at Cunningham's. Uh-huh. Our burgers are fucking fire. I'm oh, sorry, dude, they're, I'm, they're pretty good. I'm a rep for the place I work <laughs> for. Like, 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 our burgers, like, I I eat there way too much. I mean, I get a discount, so it makes yeah. sense. I would, like, want to eat there pretty often. But, like, I'll get the burgers, and I'll be like, fuck, this shit's really good. It's this good. Is, you know? It's um, good. They got the fried pickles in, like, the full slice, dude. Not the little circles. They got them in the full, the yeah. whole pickle. Well, we actually don't do fried pickles anymore. Oh, no way. Yeah, they, they completely changed the menu. Oh. They took they took the Lakeside's menu, okay. which is, like, a little fancier. A little and bit more just, fancy. Yeah, and they just brought it down to uh, downtown as well. So they're identical. Nice. Okay. Um, which is a little shitty, you know. Um, I Part of me wishes they would have retained more of the bar food. Mm-hmm. aspect for the downtown yeah, yeah. location yeah um but you know you got to do what you got to do that's the no nah, i mean that's just the difficulties of running a restaurant you know right um you know uh fun fact that new hotel that's opening up uh the crown palace yes they're gonna put a restaurant in there uh it's actually gonna be owned by the guys that own cunningham's oh nice a, yep it's not gonna be a new cunningham's it's okay. it's gonna be like a completely different place but it's, i was talking to like one of the managers and they said it's going to be open from like 6 a.m to 1 a.m oh yeah it's gonna wow. they're gonna do like bre- breakfast lunch dinner bar service they're gonna do all like the, the whole show they're gonna do all the room service for the new hotel really? that, wow like that's gonna be insane and my initial thought was like oh fuck don't put me there i don't want to be <laughs> don't working send there. me there dude like man i uh I don't know. I don't want to shit talk my job that I'm so no. employed to, you know. But, no, no, no. But you're good. You know, I I've worked there for four and a half years. You know, I'm one of the vets, so oh yeah, I, yeah, I've, yeah. I've known that place and pretty, you know, inside and out. You know, yeah. for a minute now. Um, You've seen people come and go. You yeah, probably man. have a little bit more of a say in like, all right, I know you guys are starting this up. I'm gonna put my name in the hat to yeah. uh, not be there <laughs> I, I i do get a little i do get some perks like uh tomorrow i don't have to work on thanksgiving thank nice uh, some of my co-workers do Oof. uh even though they didn't like volunteer to work they had to get scheduled anyway and i'm like you gotta have somebody i guess my manager likes me she didn't schedule me for nice. it, so like, thank you <laughs> um but nah it, it is it is weird having worked at a place that long you know um, right yeah because i remember starting there uh-huh. I remember the first day I started uh, and just being like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm trying yeah. to do, like, being a bouncer. Right, you know, I'm not yeah. even that confrontational of a right. person, you know. And I'm small, like, uh, you know, I, I was big in college. I was, like, 220, uh-huh. you know, but it was fat. Uh, <laughs> but I'm Too working hard on yourself. Yeah, I'm critical. Uh, but I'm working with, you know, like a guy who's like a shot putter for UNK or a guy who right. nowadays does like, he's like works as like a prison guard, you know, like their SWAT oh, fuck. team. Yeah. Uh, or, Those yeah. are like the stereotypical, okay, that guy probably, you like, know. Like, I wouldn't be able to fight those guys if I was as drunk in the bar. I'd get right. my ass beat. So yeah. even if I was, you know, you know, like bigger than I am, so. But I had to just develop how to learn to really just talk to people and yeah. just be kind of that like, oh, you're gonna try to like cause shit? Nah, you won't. You know, right? Like, like just yeah. be a talker. That sort yeah. of stuff, and that's worked out. You know, I ended up doing door for quite a while. I don't actually do door at Hams really anymore. I just serve there now, which is all right. The money and the hours is a lot better. You know? Yeah, I'm sure. It's, stay until one a.m. watching well, the whole 
watching the whole thing go down, and yeah. then you're stuck there cleaning for another hour ah, and a half. Ah, uh, like the worst. I, I picked that job up senior year of college because I didn't want to party as much anymore. I was a nice. I went to party so much junior year of college. That's why I damn near well I failed in class. My yeah. I failed physics my junior year of college, um, and then I was like, I need to get my shit together. Yeah. I'm gonna get a job. There you uh, go. And I'm yeah. going to a job that's on the weekend, so I can't right. go to any Literally fucking no options. houses. Yeah, yep. you can't. Yep. Uh, so I would work Friday, Saturday nights till like 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning some days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just dealing with drunks. Uh, right, It's yeah. so much fun working in a bar. It's great. I bet it is fun. You know, and it's kind of it's kind of sad these days because uh, for all the younger listeners uh, who maybe turned 21 during the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, you have no idea how bumping hams was oh my fucking god dude like yeah you, like you think joe's is cool like the oh crowds my god you get, no you, have, you hams, have no clue hams was the monster back you, in the yeah, days you, you get have no 400 idea. people up there 200 200 downstairs you know enjoying enjoying the pub life you yeah. know watching the live band between outside the live band and the, and the up, bar loft upstairs and then the upstairs which is essentially like a nightclub um, yeah dude you know it was huge it you know that's just not that my anymore. night every night yeah, it, that that was the bar to end the night at. And you start it down south, you go up north. That's what it yep, is. That's what it was. It, it, it was the place back in the day. And it's getting better now. It really sucked for a while after we reopened because we were really finicky on like masks and stuff. Yeah. People didn't like it. No, people did not want to do that. Nope. No, especially when they're out drinking in the bar. You don't want to have to take away your thing when you're drinking yep. something. Yep. But then we got rid of our dance floor. We quit having live music. Basically, like, you know, the big things that like drew people to Cunningham's, we took out. You know, mm-hmm. to be you know uh, compliant. You know, with trying to reduce so you know like social distancing. You know, having less right. people in the bar. You know, we'd have a ticker. You know, uh, our capacity was like 180 people some days, or like just 100. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, we're at capacity. You can't come in. You you can wait for people to exit, but you're not coming in through the door. Uh, whereas other bars, you know, like Joe's and uh, or nowadays the bigger bars are like O'Malley's or Fields. Um, Bricks, Bricks has really gotten popular. I was there last night. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a good place. It's it's better than what Lumbergs was or what Mugs. So. Mugs was not very. Mugs was not popping. It's nope. a nice little spot. Cute. Yep. Yeah, not Bricks popping. is nice. They they Bricks appealed. Nice. They bit into the college crowd. You know. Yeah. Pretty much because there was a vacuum this. with hams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's that's the difference now. Um, but. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we just, we took really seriously all, like, the COVID restrictions and the suggestions mm-hmm. and the recommendations mm-hmm. to do, and mm-hmm. um, around here, a lot of people don't vibe with that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. so uh, it kind of caused a huge drop in business, uh, and it's been slowly getting back to normal. The yeah. the actual restaurant side of it is popular. Like, We'll have... Oh, yeah. People go there for lunch pretty consistently. Dinner yep. pretty consistently. Yeah. Or you go on, like, a Friday or a Saturday night. All the tables yeah. are full. Everyone oh, yeah. has a full section. Oh, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's good. And now that the bands are coming back, people are going there right. watching. You know, it's not as packed, you know, as it used to be. Like, you go upstairs. If it was packed, you couldn't move. No, yeah. You, you literally couldn't, couldn't move. You, you couldn't move at all. Um, it was insane. Yeah. Try... Yeah. Yeah. Now try imagining, you know, oh, shit. I gotta carry, you know, like a dozen glasses to the bar, or yeah. I gotta go stop a fight that's happening on the other side of the bar. You just gotta yeah. barge through. People. You literally are like shoving yeah. people. Yep. Yeah. It. 
pissing them off, you pissing know, off like 15, 20 people off at once just to get to like to do your job. Yeah, the dudes are like really pissed off trying yeah. to kill each other in the middle of the bar. You're like, like yeah, no, it was that that was a great time when it was like that <laughs> that busy. I, I love just the adventure of you know doing it and you know getting in the shit of it. I've had to throw people out plenty of times. You know, yeah, I'm actually probably the I I like to call myself the best uh, fake ID catcher. Really? Uh, I've caught. Ooh, you could spot them. I've caught over seventy-five fakes. Holy shit! Yep. Yeah. Don't come to me with a fake ID. I will Damn. catch it on the spot. So uh, how do you do? You have the little flashlight thing, or are you just that good at knowing this um, one I, doesn't fucking. We would right. use a flashlight, but honestly, most of the time I was just that good at spotting the stuff. Um, because with with how they are, they don't. Your your actual ID isn't supposed to bend. So if you can bend the the id and make the opposite corners touch that's a fake i um, learned that well different ids have different like flexibilities oh, to them. Okay. like uh a south dakota or a wyoming id are pretty more rigid plastics compared to nebraska's like you can bend in nebraska the, the idea behind the bending is that if it keeps its shape if it creases then it's a fake you can bend mm. a nebraska id and it's real but if it creases then it's fake Oh. But what I would mainly spot is like font errors or coloration differences, or even like just yeah. the exposure on the photo was yeah. wrong. Um, and yeah, and I've caught out of state fakes. Like I've caught like a Texas yeah. or a Colorado or in Kansas or in Iowa. Um, actually, the best fake I ever caught, according to a cop, funny enough, was a Kansas fake that was damn near identical. It was crazy how good this fake was. I caught it because it didn't bend right. I, I bent it, and I was like, this feels, like, a little off. Yeah. I don't know about this one. Yeah. Um, I went to the manager. I was like, I'm really not sure about this. And he took a look at it. He was like, I think it's okay. We let him in. Um, luckily, one of our other bouncers, or he might have been bartending at the time, uh, he overheard the guy talking about how it was a fake Later oh, on. so this guy he got was, in. He was trying to flex on it and be yeah, like, "Yeah, bro, I got in with the fake." Dude. Yeah, he got in and then was overheard talking about how he got in with a <laughs> fake. An idiot. Yeah, what a fucking dumbass! <laughs> like, you get, if you can get past the bouncer with your fake ID, hey, props, man, you spent a lot of money. Yeah, good job. First of all, I mean that's probably like two, three hundred bucks just that's, on the idea yeah, alone. They're not cheap. Um, yeah, no. Um, but on the you know, like once you get past it, don't fucking take it out don't oh, ever fucking yeah yeah dude. like you you made it cool the fuck down you know just enjoy Real. your time now you'll get you get your drinks illegally you yeah know? yeah go, <laughs> go ahead and do that um but uh it's a uh, oh, but anyway we caught him we we confronted him again we were starting uh-huh. to talk to him yeah uh and we eventually were just like listen uh we're pretty sure this is fake now because we overheard you saying it was a fake. So we're going to call the cops. Uh, they will just come and scan it for us. Uh-huh. Um, and that'll tell us whether it's real or not. Uh-huh. Uh, well, this guy, for some fucking reason, was like thinking we were bluffing. Uh, because he, you know, there over the years of, you know, doing bouncing work and catching IDs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, Eventually, I got to the point that if I caught a fake, you know, in front of someone, uh-huh. I would just give them a look. Just be like, okay, this isn't real. Uh, I'm going to confiscate this. You need to go. 
You're yeah. not coming in tonight. Um, yeah. And I would give them a chance to... Just leave. Yeah, just leave. Just go. Like, you're not getting it back. I'm sorry. Right. You know, we have to turn this into the cops. Uh, right. You know, you're probably going to get a knock on your door in the next day or two, you know, because you've committed a crime and that's really For shit. real. Yeah, like, 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 uh, uh, it is a crime to do that. Um, Damn. It, you know, not... Is it like misdemeanor level or would they get a fine or... Misdemeanor, probably a fine. Um, I don't... I've never heard of anyone really going to jail over okay. a fake ID. Though, uh, if you are really still intent on getting a fake listeners, um, you need, like, put your actual information on the fake. Like, don't use a fake name. Don't ever use a fake name because then you're impersonating someone else. And that's a Ooh. much more serious crime Shit. than just getting caught using a fake ID. Really? Yep. Yeah. So put your real address, put your name, put. All yeah. your all your information. Just yeah, like, try to have yeah. it from fucking Kansas or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like put your actual shit on there. You know, if you're gonna do it. If um, you're gonna do it, which you shouldn't. Just fucking don't. Yeah, like, like, I mean, yeah, don't. You can drink do for it. 21 plus years with no scratches if you don't fucking do this. Yeah, it's really easy. Or just have someone pay for you. Like, come on, that's so much easier. Yeah, yeah. but no, nah, I just think that. Uh, um. A- anyway, this this guy. He literally was waiting by the door. Uh, you know, we were trying to tell him, listen, we know it's a fake. The cops are coming. If you yeah. admit it's a fake right now, that saves your ass out of some trouble. Right. Well, the guy waited. The cops literally show up, and he decides to bolt. Uh, no. Well, he pushes by me, because uh, I didn't realize he was about to bolt just then. So uh-huh. he pushes by me, pushes the door open. Uh-huh. Uh, one of our bouncers chases after him. Grabs him, you know, kind of takes him down with the stairs, you know, kind of lays him out on the sidewalk, you know, because, um, you know, just like, I'm going to give it to this guy. He's an asshole. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. Cop sees him. it. Cop runs over. They both have him down, go to the ground. This guy's girlfriend is just pissed off, screaming. Like, oh, why the fuck didn't you just, it? you know, it's it was just <laughs> funny. I remember, I remember saying, oh, you fucking idiot, you know, just yelling there. Because I was, was going to give the, like, you're so cocky. No, you ain't. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, it was, it was good shit. And it was a fake. And the cop, you know, said to my manager, like, that's the best fake I've ever seen. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Dang. Yeah. You know, and it's it's good shit. I've had nights where I've caught like two, you know, like I mean, which isn't like unheard of, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the bouncers at the other bars and towns, you know, they get their fakes too. For sure. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I know some get through. through. Some get through. Some do get through. I know I've definitely missed a couple. You know, yeah, like the real good ones. Um, yeah, you know. Um, but I don't know. It's it's enjoyable and it's <laughs> it's it's fun being on the inside of that you know right yeah you've been you're all, yeah yeah you know um that's and, funny and of course there's been more than enough fights i've gotten to see working at a bar you know yeah and some of my stories aren't even the craziest you know i uh my manager was telling me the story once about how she when she wasn't a manager but she was having a breakup a fight once some dude literally uh you ever been to hams you know like those giant big ass beers we have like those yeah. big mugs uh, yeah. yeah, some dude, like, literally whipped someone in the face with one. Like, just cracked it over the top of someone's head. Those fuckers are heavy. Yeah, bro. Like, like, like you know. They got to stand being, like, 
put down on tables hard because yeah. somebody's fucking wasted. They yeah. gotta stand being like used, yeah. washed well, the bot- all the time. The bottom of them is pretty thick fucking thick. glass. Like if you swing it like yeah, a hammer dude. on someone, you it's know, damage. It, yeah, um, you could crack a skull with yeah. it. You know, it's a weapon. Um, yeah, dude. So she's seen that before. She actually, one story she told me once is that uh, some little guy was like trying to wrestle this bigger guy um, in a fight. And the little guy got the guy down and was like, you know, trying to choke him out and some shit, you know, really actively trying to hurt this guy. Wow. Um, and it, it was like the little guy was on like the back of the guy and the guy's uh, chest was on the floor. It put him in a little headlock. Dang, dog. Um, but there was like broken glass underneath this guy. Oh. And thank God none of that glass like cut of that guy but that, because that guy could have gotten like eviscerated yeah no you know? kidding his fucking guts could have been on the floor yeah like just you know, or stabbed just to shit by yeah like yeah like there's some wild ass shit that happens wow. at bars you know That's i've like i've luckily never had to be in a fight when i was like drinking at mm-hmm. a bar yeah um you know i've had people try to fight me at uh-huh. bars uh i'm pretty smart about it and and just like yeah no nah, i'll see you later yeah, just walk nah, away yeah just they, go yeah best self to Best self defense you could ever take: uh, learning how to run. <laughs> like, just be quick. Just run away. Just Jack Sparrow that like, shit. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know. A lot of people say, "Well, that's kind of a pussy shit." You're thing. a pussy. Yeah, like, listen, listen well, I'm man. not going to jail though. Listen, you stupid fuck. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I'm not going to go to jail. Second, second of all, um, uh, you know, a lot of fights. Uh, if you ever watch, like, you know, like fights, you know, like. On like YouTube or something. Sometimes th- that's a curiosity of me. Sometimes yeah. watching like you know like street fights. You know. Just, oh yeah, yeah. Just watching people like just get their shit rocked. Right. You know, it's like it's like <laughs> it's kind of interesting to see. It's funny. Um, but every once in a while you see like a clip of some dude like getting knocked out and their head hits the pavement and it bounces off and it's just like yeah that's brain damage. That dude might be paralyzed. Right. Or, that's you know, rough. Yeah. That's what can happen at any fight at any given moment. So that's yeah. why you don't fucking fight. You just yeah. walk away. Yeah. You know? Unless you're maybe like, if you're one of those dudes that really is confident in yourself and you like fighting. Don't matter. It it's don't, still, it, yeah, no, it, like, it, I, I'm it not condoning it, but yeah. especially for somebody that's not yeah. a fighter or well, something. Like, um, to quote Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, um, <laughs> And it doesn't matter how good you are at fighting. Um, all it takes is like a dude and his buddies and you're fucked. And yeah, as soon yeah. as you're down on the ground, then the kicking starts probably to yeah. the head. Yeah. And now you're just toying with your life at that point. Yeah. So it, it's just never worth it. It's no. just never worth it. I, I, one of my friends did get into a fight. He, he likes fighting. He, he loves it's, it's a thrill. The adrenaline is sure a thrill. Like when I've had to get into like when I've had when I've had to fight people like at my job, yeah, you know, um, that's it is a thrill. You know, your heart's pumping. It's just the, I think it's just basic being a man. There's something yeah. about you know what fuck you up better. You know, yeah. like I'm something inside. Yeah, something inside yeah. of dudes. Yeah, you know, you just you know, and sometimes you really just want to kick someone's ass. Sometimes it, it, maybe it, they deserve it, but at what cost? Most of the time, I think they do deserve it yeah you know like they're being shitheads they yeah. deserve like a slap on the face but i don't For think they sure. deserve to get like their teeth kicked in right you know? yeah you know, like, that's just going above and beyond a lot of people yeah. don't have that self-control to no. like as soon as you take someone down to the ground yeah you know you want to make sure you win plus you're scared that they're going to get back up yeah you don't want yeah 
know, or, you go too far. You don't know your own limit. Yeah. You don't yeah, know that, their limit. That's the thing is that a lot of people fight not, one, knowing truly how to fight, you know. Um, I've done, like, boxing classes before, you know, and stuff. Um, never was very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that it is just kind of, like, knowing your limitations and, and knowing that, like, having the self-control to not, like, actually seriously injure somebody. Yeah. You know, you know it's not, at, after a point, you know, it's not just, like, farm boy shit wrestling around. No, you know, yeah. like, you know, if you're fucking around on, like, a sidewalk, yeah, or in the middle of a street. Right. If you get knocked out and you can't catch yourself, your head hit your head's hitting yeah. the ground, and you don't know what's gonna happen then. Yeah. You know, it's it's scary shit, and so it I've is. I've avoided it. To a pretty good teeth. I mean, yeah. I put myself in the situations. Right. You're the bouncer, but yeah, yeah still. Like, I put myself in a center situation where, of right. course, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but being on the, well, here's a good story for you. Um. If we have the time. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, we're good for one more. You trying to go out after this? I probably will. Let's go. Sounds good. Bet. All right. Um, I know Bricks is doing, uh, like, college night tonight or something like that. Oh, bet. Yeah. On Wednesday? Dope. Do so, something like that. Like, their Thanksgiving Eve. I saw a promotion on Snapchat. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. Dude, yeah. their Snapchat is popping. Dude. Yeah, it is. I uh, love it's a good bar. Snaps. Yeah. yeah. I like the bouncers there, too. They're pretty nice yeah. people. Um, anyway... Uh, so crazy story uh, from working as a bouncer. Um, this one, this one actually, I, I almost did want to like fight someone at this group. We we basically we had this party of people come in. Um, they one dude was like turning twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like six to eight people. Uh, the twenty one year old within an hour, hour and a half, he's shit faced, drunk as fuck. Sorry. You can't be here anymore. You're yeah. too inebriated. We are not going to serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ask him to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, his group begins to leave with him. One dude is just, he's just so upset, and he's trying to pick a fight with us. We're not answering that call. Like, sorry, you're already out of our way. We're not going to do this. Well, this guy is still just going ape shit. Um, his girl's with him. He don't treat her well. You can tell. Like, he Oof. grabs her and he shoves her and shit. Like, Oof. just out in the parking lot. Like, we're seeing this happening, and... We're like, well, should we just call the cops on these people? Yeah. I would have called the cops. Um, yeah. Our manager chose not to, and it was mm-hmm. just like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, it hopefully will diffuse itself. No, it didn't. Uh, and what happened is these people walked around the back. Two random guys just having a cigarette just get jumped. What One dude fuck? literally gets his just clocked in the face. His head hits the pavement, um, and these people just bolt you know, mm-hmm. uh, just trying to stir trouble and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to call the unit for a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I go back the next morning. Mm-hmm. You can see the guy's blood on the pavement. Oh, my God. Yeah. That like, is fucking rough, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, like the guy had to go to the hospital. Yeah. He didn't ask for that fight. No. But he got himself, but he ended up in one. Yeah. And again, it took one hit. Just a sucker punch. Yeah. Knocked him out cold. Head hit the pavement. He's got to go to the hospital. Yeah. It was like that. That's why you don't ever get in a fight. Yeah. That's why I avoid fights to a T because it's like, yeah. that's what can happen. Yeah. Um, he's lucky to have survived because he, he could have had serious brain injuries. Yeah. For know? real. For real. Um, you see it in the MMA all the time. Yeah. You think it's normal. Oh. You see the Instagram clip. You don't see the fucking, that guy sitting in, you know, or laying on the stretcher going into the thing with the, 
tubes in his face, being like, okay, this guy is probably not going to be the same. Well, yeah. And you don't see those interviews of the guy three months later, like, yeah, man, you know. The, I yeah, lost, I like lost. they got the stutter. They, they the, the side of their face is the only thing that works, and the side is completely dead because yeah. they got fucking rocks, bro. You yeah. know, like, you don't see that shit. Yeah, you just no, go, you oh, that guy got knocked the fuck out. Well, Why is that cool? Like, well, I, it's kind of cool. But, I mean, at the same time, that's like, somebody's fucking life, dude. You, yeah, well, I mean, okay, I'm going to sound like a big pussy for this. I don't, <laughs> I actively do not like to watch football at all. Uh-huh. Like, okay, yeah. I do cheer for the Huskers. Uh-huh, right. Of course. I like the Vikings, mm-hmm. you know, I got to pick a team. My yeah. families are Vikings fans. Right, right. You know, so we vote for them, or root for them. Yeah. Um. It's a shitty life being a Vikes fan. <laughs> we beat the Packers. We beat the Packers. Fuck the Packers. Oh, um, no. uh, but that's funny. Uh, anyway, um, I don't like watching football because I know that eventually someone's gonna die on that field someday. It's yet to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. At least at the professional level. At the pro level. Um, it happens in high school happens all the time. School. Kids, they don't. Just, they don't know how to tackle. They, they don't, don't know how to tackle. Run. They just put they their just head down. Yeah, you know, hit with the crown of the helmet yeah, to the bro. other crown. Well, yeah. there goes your neck. There, yeah, um, you're done. It's it happens too much, and mm-hmm. the worst thing is all the CTE that like the linemen suffer from. Yeah, because you know, yeah, like the big hits that might kill someone in the immediate moment mm-hmm. that it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hope to God it never does. Yeah, but, I hope not. Yeah, yeah, but CTE, you know, all those little small hits over time yeah. you know you got you know five 350 pound dudes running at yeah, each other bro. and they're just exploding off the line because they're so athletic like that just the impact of them yeah. hitting yeah it's all those small impacts that build up that build mm-hmm. up the brain damage and that's mm-hmm. why you get people like that uh fucking uh that patriots player that like shot and killed his wife and stuff oh committed suicide. um aaron hernandez is that his name oh right. that guy that did a people. double murder yeah. And went to jail and got killed. But I don't think he killed his wife. But I do know okay. who you're talking about. I wish. Yeah. But no, yeah, that was I, that was kind of the same thing, though. Yeah. It was, he, was, he was getting fucked up. He was yeah. fucking people up. Or you have a case. Uh, it was I think a, plus he had depression and stuff like that, too. So yeah, like, there's a lot of shit. That that might not have been the best example. I think, I think one of the best examples, though, of how that uh, affects people is um, there was a lineman for the Chiefs who mm-hmm. committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And in his suicide note, uh, he wrote, I'm not shooting myself in the brain because I want you to study it. I want to know what happened to me. So he shot himself in the heart. It killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it's awful shit. I, I I, really wish, like, when I become a father, mm-hmm. if I have a son or a daughter and yeah. they can play, like, football, yeah. um, no, sorry, you're not. Yeah. You're not doing that yeah, crazy-ass shit. Because there is other stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's other stuff that like I I've heard that like basketball has like the higher rate of injuries compared to other sports, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. like you're super active, you're jumping up, you're running, yeah. like you're bound to like you know hurt yourself eventually. Yeah. You know, if you land wrong. Um, but the worst you're probably ever gonna do, unless it's a freak accident, mm-hmm. is you know, you might tear an ACL. You might yeah. tear an MCL or an Achilles. Yeah. You know, break yeah. an arm. Yeah. Shitty to have happen. That, For sure. That, Still sucks. You know, you tear an ACL, you might not be able to walk very well in once you get right. in your 40s and 50s. Right. Um, but you'll be fine. 
Right. Um, but in football, it's literally your brain's bouncing around. It's like being in a car crash, you yeah, know, dude. two dozen times yeah. in an hour. No kidding. Yeah, um, no fucking kidding. It's not man, it's just it's just shitty, you know. Yeah, bro. There were times in high school, I mean, I was one of the smallest all across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I went to middle school for in uh in Overton, I was still a small dude. I was fast and athletic, but like small. So, you know, one big motherfucker just comes at me straight on and I can't move. Bro, my lights were out. You know, like I would get up, I would get up and be like, what? Were you you concussed? Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Like, there, you know, yeah, multiple times. I only had one time where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking fuzzy, dude. Like, yeah. And then the next day I was, and that was a practice situation. So the next day I went to the trainer and I was like, can you guys do the concussion thing for me? Because yeah, I, I think I They're am. to light in my eyes. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And it wasn't a full-on concussion. Like, some of my teammates were out for weeks because. Mm-hmm. Concussion protocols. Concussions. You know, yeah, and like, they, it's... they, like, couldn't stand the lights at school. And they couldn't even, like, think doing homework. They and were that's... just sitting there looking at the screen. And like, that's fucked. And you, I'm done. And like, you had to ask yourself, like, we're letting kids play this? Yeah, you know? dude. Like, these kids, like, you go to school to go to school, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but you don't go to school just to play sports. Mm-hmm. And if one of those sports is, like, actively injuring, sometimes even killing some students, yeah, you know, uh, and it's beyond, you know, a normal injury. It's a brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when you have to, like, say, oh, is this even fucking worth it at this it's point? It's worth questioning. Yeah. For as sure. a parent, at, you know, if I was a parent, I would just never. Yeah. Sorry. I let my yeah. kids play sports. I let them do like soccer or basketball or yeah. maybe baseball. Run track, man. Yeah. Contactless shit. Yeah. Even wrestling's better than that. There's definitely other. I just had a wrestler on here the other day. He's got trophy ears like a motherfucker. Yeah, cauliflower ears. Yeah, yeah bro. But still, he doesn't got no brain damage. Yeah, no. You know? And, and, and wrestling, there's so much. Like, if you flip someone in a dangerous way, mm-hmm. you get penalized and disqualified. There's mm-hmm. immediate repercussions. Yeah. Uh, and in football, you do have that. You know, you can't Got like the targeting rule. Targeting, you can't you know, spear attack. Yeah. Or you know, you personal can't, flagrant stuff like that. Technicals, all yep, that shit. Yep. Yep. Like that. Like those are in the game for a reason. Mm-hmm. But when the entire basis around the game is You're trying to hit someone, hit someone, that's when you have to say, "Oh, maybe this just isn't a really yeah. good sport to be even playing." Yeah. Uh, a better alternative um, is rugby. I think. Uh, you know, which rugby has, yeah, it still has injuries and people are still like tackling in that game. Yeah, but it's definitely full on without pads. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting point to be made about like having pads in sports or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they say that pads are to protect the players from injuries, mm-hmm. you know, themselves. But one, uh, uh, one kind of disadvantage of having padded padding in sports, or like a boxing gloves and shit like that is that you are now less capable of because you're less capable of injuring yourself or being injured you might go even harder and now you're just playing with fire yeah now you you know like oh i'm wearing a helmet i'm not gonna get hurt yeah you feel it's like it's like wearing some sort of invincible it's like like well it's like wearing a seatbelt in a car and be like well my seatbelt will keep me safe or my airbags will i'm gonna go like 20 over the whole time or speed a lot or drive recklessly because right. I'll be safe, you know. It's like, yeah, you know, you have a better chance of being safe, but you can still fucking really injure yourself yeah. if you, if things just 
luck doesn't go your way. Yeah. You know, and so if you were to take out padding mm-hmm. in like football mm-hmm. or transition to rugby, mm-hmm. I think what you would find is people would not fucking go full speed into yeah. each other, you know, trying to lay each other people out because they themselves would get very hurt after doing that too many times. Yeah. You know, I think you have to learn how to be smarter when mm-hmm. you're doing it. Yeah. The saying that goes with football and rugby is uh, football is Neanderthals playing a gentleman's sport and rugby is gentlemen playing a Neanderthal sport yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you know. Like it's... rugby players are a little bit, I think they're kind of mainly, you know, smarter. Well. Generally. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I don't really know, but they... that's the saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, pretty sure I'm right on the saying. Yeah, you're playing a dangerous sport safely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just makes sense. You know, you definitely mm-hmm. want to get that guy down, but you don't have pads. Maybe you have that little fuzzy head thing on, but you're not really trying to hurt them. You're not trying to put them out of the yeah. game. Yeah. Some coaches, they're like, Sean I want Taylor. this motherfucker to be out of the game. Sean Taylor for the Saints. Injure your players. Yep. <laughs> there they go. Yep. Yep, there they go. I was going gonna to say I was a Saints fan, but I'll back out. <laughs> <laughs> that shit crazy. Yeah. Dude. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you having me on. I I think I, what we talked about this just like three weeks ago, I was talking about how I'd been on another podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, may I rep them real yeah, quick? Yeah, plug it. Uh, what's the name? Uh, geez, Guns, Guitars, and Barbells. Um, check that out. They're on uh, Spotify Podcasts, Apple yes. Podcasts. Yes. Uh, Colton Morrill Merrill. He's a good friend of mine. I worked with him at Hams. Yeah, uh, he d- he runs out with his uh, with his good buddy uh, Josh Thompson. Yeah, sorry, Josh. I went to middle. I went to middle, I went to, <laughs> I went to middle school with him. I uh, hope they listen to this. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Uh, yeah, that was that was a great time being on their podcast. They need more viewers. You need more viewers as well. Hopefully, I'll some uh, people might like this episode, and I'm sure they will. I just like having fun. Yeah, this no, is this is just. Fun. I think this is the most fucking basic thing you can do as a human being just talk to somebody you know now that i've been on this is the second podcast i've been on i actually have a couple other friends that do podcasts as well uh one of my buddies she's uh she is uh, melissa in the morning on hits 106 she oh has, yep she has her own podcast as well uh, Ye- i don't know if i would necessarily be qualified to be on that you know i'm sure they probably get some little higher value community guests and stuff like that but maybe, maybe i'll put my i'll put my voice in yeah Throw your name in the hat. I'll be good entertainment, at least. Yeah, dude, you can have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Nah, we didn't even get the bullshit a lot because I was so interested in learning. That's one thing I'm finding. I love doing this because there are certain people, like me as myself, I can have a conversation about basically anything, but, like, you know, I'm not educated. I dropped out of community college after a year, you know, like, I know some stuff, but mainly I can just kind of hang, and I love bullshitting. Yeah. Whereas you meet people that are, you're like, dude, I couldn't learn this, so let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, I love learning about other people's, like, perspectives and, like, what they've been through, even though I know that I could never do that. Yeah. So I just really appreciate the, literally, the, the, the different perspective. I learned a lot about research groups. If I ever have somebody yeah. ask me questions I, about that, I'll be like, you know what? Fucking message Logan, bro. Yeah. If you're I, thinking about going to college and going into a research group, talk to him. Yeah. I I didn't I, know that before. Yeah. 
Well, we didn't even get to talk about music. I'm yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a musician as well. He plays for the uh, Brooklyn Phil- Philharmonic, the Manhattan Philharmonic. He goes out there on the weekends. Yep. Is that even what? a thing? <laughs> uh, the the New York Philharmonic. They they're not, they're not located. Yeah, they're not stuck to the boroughs. No. Um. No. I I I've played piano for twenty years. I played trumpet Dude, for yeah. over fifteen. Rips. Yeah, I, I play in a couple local bands. I've played at yeah. Cunninghams, the other side, Gillies, um, yeah. other venues like Max Creek or the Winery Out, and getting yeah, yeah. done private parties and stuff like that. You know, it's gigging and being a professional musician is that's intense stuff. I and I I'm just starting out doing that sort of stuff. There's some people in the game. Uh, one of the guys in my band, mm-hmm. uh, I, I play in a band called Ross Lang. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I play trumpet in that group. Um, and I play with a saxophone player who is in his 70s, and he's been playing for 60 years, and he knows his shit. He knows his shit. He's a wonderful mentor to have. Just learn all this, you know, all at the in, ins and outs of gigging. My brother mm-hmm. is a very successful musician. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been gigging, you know, since, you know, he's been out of college, you know, mm-hmm. or even before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows his stuff. His friends know his stuff. Like being on the inside of like the local musicians scene is yeah. really quite neat. Carney is a hub for musical talent. Oh you know? yeah, you'd be surprised. It, it really is. I mean, first of all, you got really nice venues like Gillies and the other side, which is pulling anybody. So mm-hmm. anyone can get you know a shot at playing for a crowd, which is mm-hmm. really good when you're starting off. Mm-hmm. Um, you of course have Joe's, which you know they'll get like their country crowds. You know, like they're they'll bring. Yeah. In, yeah. I mean, I never go to that. But nah, me uh, neither. You know, it's I hate a, it. It's a good venue for concerts, at least these <laughs> it days. It is. It's um, it's yeah. Yeah. Got that back outdoor area. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and Cunningham still pull all these different cover bands, lots of mm-hmm. local bands. If you ever want to see like local musician talent, yeah. just go on like a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, go go to dinner between six to nine on any Wednesday. They'll have musical talent, and it's all local groups. Yeah. Um, the other side's got. They got stuff going on all the time, too. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of local other guys that play there, too. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, people love music in this town, and there's a lot of talent in this town. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't get recognized as much as it should. Yeah. Um, just because people are like, what the fuck could good could come from Carney, you know, musically? Well, yeah. a lot of good things. Um, For real. Yeah, it's it's good shit. And I, uh, I, my trumpet's in the shop right now. I'm getting it fixed up. I'm going to get nice. a new case for it. Getting I'm, an oil change and everything. Yeah, getting oil change. Getting the tires change. rotated. Uh, actually, completely new parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, new parts for it. Um, I'm spending like a grand. On Dang, my dog. Trump, so, like, but that takes commitment. That's a certain level of it, fucking... It takes a lot of commitment. Yeah, dude. The, de- the dedication to being like a professional musician is absurd. Nice. Almost... I would say that like the dedication for uh, like a music major is greater than any other major that you would find at a at a college because those people like all they fucking do is practice play music, dude. They practice. They play. They are literally perfecting a craft, yeah. conti- you know, continuously. Yeah. Um, I know some real good musicians at UNK. Uh, I won't speak on behalf of a lot of them because I walked into UNK. Um, as a freshman, I was like, "Oh, I'm already better than like nine percent yeah. of the people sitting here." 
It's like, and sorry. that's just the facts. Fuck them. That, yeah, that's just facts. That's just Fuck the em. truth. You should have practiced more. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Or you have think gr- you're good, you're yeah. not. Yeah, that's that's the thing about music. Is you think you're hot shit. You walk to a different town. You're going to meet yeah, someone dude. that's twice as better as you. Yeah, or, dude. Or 20 times better it's than you. It's always a bigger fish. Yeah, that's that's the thing with music. It's always a bigger fish. Uh, and it's, it is it is a crazy humbling thing to just, you know, if you ever have the chance to do, like, you know, all state, you know, in high right, school. Yeah. You know, I remember going to all state as, like, a sophomore, uh, you know, which was pretty neat. I was a first chair trumpet player my sophomore year in the concert band which i was the only sophomore there which was you know sitting for you know first trumpet not first chair um and that was kind of neat i already knew that i was like oh i'm probably pretty good compared to a lot of other people um but then seeing like the seniors playing like god those guys are ridiculous you know so much better than me or just playing in like the all-state jazz band Mm -hmm. and being like wow these guys are way better than me or getting the chance to go uh, when I was like choosing college, like check out like UNO or UNL, and you mm-hmm. see like the level of musicianship there, and mm-hmm. like they're all ridiculous. And then you see the professors, and they're crazy. And then you finally mm-hmm. see like the actual like talented touring musicians um, mm-hmm. who are probably professors in their own right. You know, they don't just play. You know, they probably you know adjunct at a university. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and those guys are just it, like the the tier level of musicianship is just insane and you don't really understand how good those people are until you actually do it and you're like you know that's why i always like checking out live music and carney's great for it um because you can really see some people that are just like insanely good Mm -hmm. you know that just maybe never make it you know i got the chance to see a sublime cover band last week at the other side and some of those guys there in that band are just like ridiculously good like good on guitar good on drums good on vocals good on bass like like shit man that's like these guys you know are insanely talented um one of my good buddies uh he is probably the best drummer you'd ever meet if you met him he's ridiculous uh he's got like a youtube channel with thirty-five thousand subscribers he's got his own uh you know like drum uh, tutorial class. It's called drumangle.com. It's huh. uh, hosted by Luke Oswald. Uh, Luke is uh, probably the best drummer in Nebraska. You know, he's just absurd. Yeah. Uh, and but he tried to make it out in Nashville and L.A. and lived there for over a year in each. Just m- couldn't really get his foot in the door on it. Yeah. I think is the story. Uh, there. I mean, being in music, you have to have connections. That's huge. huge. It's um, in life, it's who you know, not what you know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you can make human and, connections. It doesn't fucking mm-hmm. matter what you know. You could do something. Yeah, you could be the most talented motherfucker on the block. But mm-hmm. if you don't know nobody, no one's gonna know to come see you. Um, if nobody likes you. Doesn't yeah. even fucking matter. Yep. So it's yeah. So like, you know that that's a case in point of like a guy I know who's like crazy talented mm-hmm. went out to L.A. to make it. Just couldn't get into it as much, mm-hmm. and of course. You know, you're coming from outside the scene. It's way harder to break in. L.A., of oh, course, yeah. is, or Nashville, you know, yeah. or Memphis, you know, like the music yeah. clubs, New York. Right. Like, uh, it's hard to break into scenes like that. I would be just tossed out immediately if I oh, tried yeah. to do that, you know. Um, yeah. 
wouldn't even get a shot to show him you rip. Yeah, probably not. Honestly, you know, I'd show it with my horn be like, can I play? No. Nope. <laughs> you can don't I look play? like you can. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, that's your horn? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> or, or they let me play one song and just be like, you're fucking garbage, bro. <laughs> like, you ain't, you ain't hanging with us. I'm like, Damn. yeah, you're right. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm going to go back to the bar. With that being said, you can yeah. still make quite a good living for yourself doing small little gigs around where you're from. Yeah. Making well, connections, doing local shit. Mm-hmm. You can make a living for yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. just, I think it just depends on what you want from it. Yeah. If you're trying to get out there and you know, get albums and send if, it out and go if you're, big. If you're trying to make it, you know, write your own music, you know, yeah. be original, try to do that. Like, right. You know, that, you know, there's some stuff to that, you know, and mm-hmm. some people can. Uh, but if you're just trying to, like, play and just trying to, like, maybe make a little bit of money or just play for a crowd someday, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with cover music. Playing songs that people know that people mm-hmm. like. If you play them well, they'll hire you back because you were live entertainment and mm-hmm. played songs for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I only play in cover bands, um, mm-hmm. you know, because... I don't know. I've messed around with like original music before, and it's never really spoke to me other people's original music because I'm just like, ah, I don't think this is as good as the stuff that I hear on like the radio. Yeah. And well, that's probably because it ain't. You know, <laughs> like that stuff that got on the radio for a reason because it's really, really good shit. Well, maybe not the stuff on the radio, but like you know, artists you know on like Spotify that like are yeah. big time you know, put out their shit like yeah. that. Like that, like they write their own music. And it's super talented, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but they probably started out playing covers and stuff, you know, just getting your foot in the door. When you're trying to, like, make it as a musician, you know, trying to make it, um, you need to take almost every gig you can, every opportunity. Um, I had a couple friends uh, ask me to start playing in their band just recently, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I thought, eh, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, you know? why not? Yeah. You know? Maybe get a few gigs in there, build some connections, do some stuff like that, yeah. and hang out and have fun with them. You'll play yeah. music. It's 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 great, great stuff doing that. It's exciting, bro. Yeah. I'm excited to see who you are in like ten years. Yeah. You know? With how good you are. And I don't even fucking know how good you are, but just how personally personable you are, you know. Dude, it's gonna be awesome, bro. It's gonna be lit as fuck. I'm gonna be still doing this podcast and doing stand up once a month. You're gonna be like fucking Filling out orchestras and theaters and shit. Yeah. Are you doing the other side? As fuck. Are you going to be doing the other side soon? I don't know. It just depends. Harness? Oh, what's up? Say hello to the podcast. <laughs> That's my roommate. Oh, nice. But, uh, nah, yeah, stand-up is weird, man. I mean, in Carney, there's not very much open mics you can do. And, um... Just like what you said, you really have to take every opportunity you can. I work nights so yeah. at Domino's. So if I do go to the open mic at the other side, I'm in my Domino's clothes on my hour lunch break. Yeah. You know? So I'm up there doing what I can. You're, and, you're trying to make it and break it, you know, like that, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like and in your spare time you're going to. But that's that's the dedication you need to make it in any, you know, entertainment industry. You know, I think I think yes. If you're not willing to sacrifice that, exactly, then you're just not gonna go very far. You're gonna go as far as you want to. Yeah, you might, and, and it's not gonna be you know yeah. far. It's it's a shame that there aren't more comedy venues like in Carney here. Um, it would be very good. A lot of you know 
it would be quite popular, I think. People, I, there are comedy. People, people do comedy here. Yeah. Open mics, not so much shows. Yeah. People do shows. Ethan comes back and does shows. I think he's doing yeah. a show at Dad's uh, on the 6th. December oh, really? 6th. Yep. He's got a couple homies that are coming from Lincoln. He's got a show going on. Mm, I don't. I know I won't be able to make that. Sorry, Ethan, if you listen to this. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you, dude. We don't want to come anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Ethan's, Ethan's good shit. Nah, he, he's, he, he's doing comedy like four or five times a week. I know. He's, he's, he's actually sometimes. really making it out there. That's, he's doing well. He was always the funniest guy in band. So <laughs> yeah. Um, Once I met him at Buffalo Wild Wings and we talked one time, it was like, dude, I kind of wanted to do stand-up. He was like, dude, I've done stand-up once. Come with me. Yeah. We we went together for like a year, year and a half. We would go to Lincoln. We'd go to Duffy's. Mm-hmm. We, we would do the other side. So mm-hmm. we'd be hitting like maybe two or three a month yeah. sometimes. And that's still literally nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And and then once he moved to Lincoln, dude, game over. You oh, yeah. know? He, he got so into it. He got mm-hmm. his podcast going. Yep. That's a great podcast, the Oh Yeah podcast with Ethan Abramson, Ben Putz, and Ben Weber. That shit's good, dude. Oh, yeah. It's fucking funny. Have you listened to Ethan's podcast? Yeah, I haven't yet. Dude. I honestly didn't know he was doing it's, a podcast until you told me he was doing a podcast. I was like, oh, shit, really? Dude, oh, it's okay, fucking good. I'm sure he's posted on like Snapchat before. I just, yeah. he. Yeah. I think he's more on Instagram, but he does so much stand-up. He's so busy all the time. He's yeah. got the serving gig, and mm-hmm. then he's doing the stand-up, and yeah. he's making money now. He's yeah. doing 30-minute you know, sets, he's doing hour sets, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, he can it, really hang. I'm excited to see him on Netflix someday. Yeah. 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 You know, I, uh, when I was in college, uh, my fraternity, we used to do like a comedy uh, philanthropy event it's called the Phi Gam Comedy Jam. And I was the <laughs> organizer and the planner of it. And we would just get like students to yeah. come and, you know, do comedy like that. Like, yeah. Think you're funny, yeah. Come do stand right, up, yeah. you know. Yeah, test it out, you know. Yeah, and yeah. it got pretty successful. It, we were doing stuff. It was like a philanthropy event for uh, Carney Tackles Cancer. It was oh. the funding it went to, and it was it was good stuff. Um, we eventually uh, tried to have it at the World Theater. We did that my oh, my nice. last year, you know. So a big stage, bigger nice. venue, um, fancy. Um, uh, it eventually burned out because my chapter eventually closed. Um, uh, oh, that's a funny topic. Uh, I was a, a Phi Gamma Delta at UNK, uh, Fiji, in fact. Oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. We were, Get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> cut the podcast. We're not talking about that. No, no um, oh, man. That, that, that story is old, but let's just say that, like, we knew how bad the UNL chapter was. Damn. We never hung out with them. We never no. talked to them. You know. Was the reputation around UNK like that? For our... Uh, yeah, for you guys? No, our chapter... No. no, our reputation was like the inverse. We were just... Normal. The Chilling. nerdy. The nerd chapter. Okay. Yeah, the nerd fraternity. Not the like, harassment people. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, UNL, like, their chapter is completely different. Um, they're off campus now uh, for like five years, suspended, which is good. That's a, that's that, a fair I think that's good. There was way too much stuff going on. Yep. Well, and they had had shit happen a couple of years prior to that. Exactly. Uh, this was not like the, back in like 2017. Yeah. Um, that, and they got canceled for that too. Yeah. They two, got suspended. Yeah, two years for that too. Um, and of course, right as soon as they get back, some fucking right away awful person. Awful. They, as a, I don't even know if he was a brother, or he was a pledge or not. I don't know. He was a freshman, and he did yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and Real yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, man. Greek being 
in Greek life, uh, it's it's interesting. I was on IFC at UNK, so I, I was like had like a head council position mm-hmm. uh, amongst the fraternities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I helped plan like Greek Week and stuff like that, and organize events for that. And that was always a lot of fun. And you know, we'd have like we'd have to make decisions about other chapters sometimes. You know, uh, I know uh, fraternities at UNK like Pike. Uh, or SIGAP would kind of run into some trouble every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It happens with bigger chapters like that. Those are the largest chapters at UNK. Um, well, SIGAP is by a mile. I, I don't know what Pike's numbers are anymore, but uh, they are, at the time, they were the two largest, and they would run into like a few occasions. There was actually one year that uh, uh, they we had to suspend all like formals and semi-formals and functions um, because uh, there was a situation where, like, one one Pike brother, he uh, he got, like, he, like, showed up drunk to, like, get on the bus for a function. Oh, um, no. He, he had been pre-gaming. I don't even think he, I think he might have been a minor as well. Uh, and no. he was told he couldn't go on. Um, he argued, and I think he, like, got arrested oh, by, no. like, the cop that was there <laughs> for, like, you know, just... You know, uh, disorderly conduct. Nothing yeah. huge, but right. like, you know, being a drunk asshole. Um, right. And, and so, attached to the college and stuff. Yep. And we, uh, um, you know, and, and I think like the next week after that, there were like three AFs that got, uh, had to go to the hospital further. Being they drunk. Got, yeah. I uh, like Damn. literally had to get their stomach pumped. And that was wow. like the call when we had to make the functions. Yeah. But I know, I know I had to sit That's down nice. and like do like sanctions for families. Oh, it's, it's interesting having to like be on like a judgment board for stuff like that, you know, yeah. for like a whole organization on campus. Um, yeah. be like, sorry, yeah. you guys can't uh, do this anymore. Yeah. Um, because you fucked up too bad. Um, yeah. And that's a lot of power to have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a. Yeah. I don't agree. You don't take it lightly, but yet you've got a job to do. Yeah. You have to exactly. make sure that these college kids, and it's, you know, you don't want to make a fucking call to their mom like, hey, uh, fucking yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey's not gonna come home ever <laughs> yeah yeah like sorry that's, that's fucking rough sorry man. your son's in the hospital because we were yeah. deciding to like haze the shit out of him yeah like you don't want to make that call. we we never hazed an opportunity that that Good. was never that that was never anything that went on we were to a t like following our laws i know that it would happen at other fraternities it's and saying it happens you it, see it, it, it does movies. it's yeah kids get things in their head yeah, they get yeah they get the idea that that's somehow something safe to do, but it's, it's normal. It's fucking not, freshman. Yeah, fucking pledge. Yeah, drink this, you know, like down this handle of Jack. Yeah, you know? or you're a pussy, or we're gonna kick you out. Yeah, like we're gonna fucking yeah. That's, that's hurting him. That's literally a toxin. Like, yeah, that kid can't handle that. He hasn't drank like this ever. Mm-hmm. Even well, even for an experienced drinker, that's a lot of fucking alcohol, dude. Yeah. Well, and. Uh, when I was a pledge, we had to watch this uh, informational video on like the safeties of drinking and you know the the uh, the uh, problems with hazing yeah. in, in fraternities. And yeah. we would watch it was, it was a documentary about uh, a Fiji. It was, it was actual uh, a Fiji at like the Yale chapter. Yeah, who he was a freshman, um, and he got too drunk at a party, um, and. He ended up dying at the party of his as a result. Uh, the whole fraternity got sued. Um, they almost literally shut down the in 
entire fraternity. Like, yeah. not just, like, the chapter at Yale, which is not there anymore and they can never come mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. but, like, literally every chapter to be shut down, you know? Wow. Like, it's serious stuff, and people, it, it shouldn't be. be taken lightly. No. Uh, yeah, not no. at all. And on that note, thanks for listening note, yes. to the Ugly Franco Show. <laughs> yep. See you next week. Two hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dog. Yeah. For real, though, thanks for coming on. This was fun. Yes, thank you. Um, I'd always want to do it again. I'm always, I always got more shit to talk about, but that's good. Yeah, yeah, I'll have you on. I'll have a part two. I've had Ethan on twice. Every time that he comes back, we try to, cause he does the other side and stuff like that, and he does shows everywhere. I need to be doing more shows. I need to, because the point of uh, uh, open mics is to practice. That's not, you know, I don't want to like text my friends, and be like, yo, come to the other side. I did it at like the first twenty five. Like, times that I went up at the other side, and every time they'd come, they wouldn't come back. Because you see so many random acts of, you know, people trying to go up, and I wasn't funny, necessarily. I was trying my best. They know me, so they're like, we get you, Josh. But Yeah, like, we'll laugh still, at you. Right, but it was still, yeah. like, we're laughing you know, you. You know um, you've, you've got work to do. And so I just, I don't know, with being on probation and all this shit, my listeners know about that situation. It's just fucked, dude. I... I need to be doing more. I want to do more. But right mm. right now, I have a babysitter. And, you yeah. know, I just don't have the opportunity to go to Lincoln and do other, you know, open mics all the time and really, like, hone a good hour. This is where you craft your material now. Do, those, is, do what you can. Uh, do a different 15-minute set every month. Right. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, you just really work, just throw just stuff write out. Just material. And I still it, like it. And it. it's fun. But I feel bad for not being like, all right, so I've got a show coming up. And then people say, like, you know, it'll come. When are you going to, you know, call me, bro? Text me when you're going up. It's like, dog, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I've got diapers on. I'll get to the pull up stage, bro. Yeah, exactly. Just just hang on. Wait for me to grow a little bit, and then it'll be worth it. Yeah. Like, till my babysitter's not watching me. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's go to the bar. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to drink water only. I'm not. <laughs> but I do got to go have Thanksgiving with my parents tomorrow. Yeah, I do too. I, can't, I have to, I have I to can't be, be somewhere at 1. I have yeah. to leave here at like 11.30. Yeah, I got to. I can't be showing up drunk yeah, no, from the not. night before. Yeah, we're not gonna, Hey, Mom. Uh, hey, Dad. Yeah. Give, me that, give me all that stuff and I'm going right. to eat the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we leave, what are you most excited for for Thanksgiving? Is it the food? Is it the talking to people? Or is it? Honestly, it's probably like my, my parents live in town here. So yeah, I I can go see him pretty often. So I nice. I talk to him quite a bit. It's always, of course, I love being around. I mean, I love my parents. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. seeing my cat that's still around. A sixteen-year-old uh, cat, dude. Yeah, I, that's I, crazy. I had now now just one cat. My other cat, he passed away two months ago. Rest so. in pepperoni. Yeah, sad. he was it was a pretty sad time. He oh, lived to be fifteen. Uh, Calvin was his name and Hobbs is the one that's so uh-huh. so, uh, so getting to see her and pet her and stuff like that um, I'm mostly excited for my friend that my mom and dad's cooking well my oh, mom's nice. cooking my dad don't cook my mom cooks the food but nice. she's good at that shit so nice yeah that'll be good I'm, I'm just big old plate stuffing nice potatoes yeah hell yeah yeah looking forward it's gonna be a fun day tomorrow this has been the Ugly Franco Show Thanksgiving edition uh fucking have a nice time people love you enjoy your time with your families yeah 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 hug if your you like mama. them hug your mama kiss your grandma all yeah. that shit avoid avoid the awkward conversations around the table with your uncle you never talk 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell yeah. him you do coke. Don't tell him. Just yeah, just, don't do that. If he asks, Is then it? share. But don't tell him. <laughs> Anything political? Drop it. Just walk don't away. talk about politics. Yeah, it's God, not, it's not the time. Don't get roped in, man. Yeah, avoid it. It's like a fight. Just, just walk away. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, you ain't gonna win that argument. So bad. All right, later, motherfucks.